0: what is going on everyone welcome into another episode of the oth football podcast today i'm your host david gillespie joining me in on the podcast we've got george regiro of course we've got craig schmucker and we've got a special guest returning with us uh uh, once again very excited to have him once again on the show uh coach craig of coach craig sports on youtube really uh just a pleasure to have you on man how are you doing on this fine wednesday evening
1: i'm doing all right so far um Happy to be with you guys once again. Unfortunately, yeah. I did not look at the schedule and see it was the same time as the Kansas game, so I'll be a little bit multitasking tonight.
0: <laughs> no worries, no worries, yeah, man. Right. I know I didn't realize that for the longest time.
1: Where do those Kansas roots come from? Are you from Kansas? No, I just I grew up watching like Kansas basketball since I was like eleven. So
0: it just there was just a program you kind of fell yeah. in love with. They play good mm-hmm. ball. I, I
1: don't even remember who was there at the time.
0: Who's your guy? But like, I need a guy like from Kansas. It, you know, it's Mario Chalmers. Uh, uh, Paul Pierce was a former Jayhawk, of course. Uh, is there someone? Yeah, who, so my
1: favorite. My favorite over the years that I watched, he was only there one year. It was Ben Mclemore. So. Oh yeah, he he's he's really good. nice. And he really? he can still score in the NBA. He just comes off yeah. the bench. But there was a game I th- earlier. I thought he was year.
0: really going Yeah, really flourish with the Kings. But he just hasn't quite. You know, he, 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 he didn't quite take off from from where he. You know, was kind of. It got to like the middle of the pack type of caliber play, and he just didn't quite take off after that, though. You know.
1: Yeah, there was a game earlier this year for the Trailblazers. He scored 28 points in 15 minutes. He's just like Jesus, he just man. he made like seven threes or something like that. It was ridiculous. There's just like I'm just gonna keep shooting.
0: He, he's he's a spectacular athlete yeah i don't I don't blame him one bit jayhawks certainly are a phenomenal program but uh we're not talking college basketball here we're talking nfl here folks um we got a lot of great games to preview for weeks uh week 17 gosh it's crazy to think that you know we're almost in the, the final stretch of the season i mean we're literally in the final stretch of the season the last yeah. two weeks before we get right into the mix of the playoffs um, I want to get into uh, uh, before, before we get into this podcast, too so I want to actually ask you guys a question a little bit spontaneously. Um, we heard yesterday with John Madden passing away. Um, clearly a big pillar in the NFL community. I wanted to know if, you, if any of you guys had any thoughts, any kind of memories you'd like to share of like what John Madden kind of meant to you and your fandom experience growing up becoming an NFL fan? Uh, is there anything you guys would like to share of like what you recall from, from John Madden's impact on the NFL world?
2: He just brought a lot of energy to the to the booth. It was a lot of fun. Like anytime he was calling a game, he got real excited. And so it'd yeah. get you excited, especially, you know, as a kid, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, this dude's like into this. Yeah. Maybe okay. I should be into it too. And then, you know, he's and then obviously starting the, the Madden uh franchise for for football for like Playstation and stuff, that was always fun growing up and still still try to hop on from time to time. But you know, with having kids that's uh that's on the back burner for the most part <laughs> yeah he's great dude it's terrible Yeah, you know, i mean he, yeah. he had a good long life uh yeah, 85, 85 so mm-hmm. pre- pretty great and he lived it to his fullest that's for sure
0: yeah absolutely man um anything you guys like to share coach craig george It um came to mind <laughs>
1: I mean, for me, Madden's, like, half the reason I'm a Texans fan is just because, like, I played in the year they had, like, the expansion draft, so I kept doing that. I really didn't have a team at the point in time, so, like, I was just like, oh, we'll go with this new team, you know, because it's always fun just, like, trying to build a team from scratch, especially on, like, on Madden, like, the expansion team it was way worse than, like, what the real-life draft was because it's just, like, all these guys, they were, like, 50 or lower. So it's yeah. like, you end up with, like, Mike McMahon as your quarterback every time. It's like, he's the best <laughs> one you could get. <laughs>
3: that's great
4: yeah for me when it comes to like him actually being I- in the booth which i mean clearly th- this is the type of uh you know career path I-, I would love to be able to get into surprisingly you know i i'm i would think me you know at least a good couple years younger than uh everyone else in here like he was in the booth when it wasn't really a lot of years hey a lot you- of years younger you said it not me I'll, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just put it at that um where like it wasn't necessarily like in my consciousness that like, wow, that's that guy, you know, to, to where it, that part of it didn't really make as big an impact. But of course, you know, playing Madden growing up and, and, and essentially having that essentially as like another tool to get more into the game of football. I mean, it, it's something that it, it's the type of impact that really can't be understated.
0: Yeah, no no doubt about that. Um you know, a lot of people remember him as the, you know, uh obviously the Ma- I think the first and foremost thing people remember him uh, about is probably the Madden video game. I mean, that's just such a a popular game. It's the, it's the only NFL game literally right it's, now it's so, iconic um, is
4: what it is. It, it, it's yeah, literally it's iconic. iconic.
0: But but with that being said, you know, it, obviously remember him for like even more so as a commentator, but even more so just like his impact. I mean, there's a reason why he became a commentator It's because he's one of the most decorated head coaches in in NFL history. I mean, this guy never had a losing season when he was coaching the Raiders back in the late 60s uh, to uh, the late 70s. I mean, he's really truly an iconic coach that put the the Raiders on the map as like a legitimate winner. I mean, they started winning because of this guy. They started contending in consistent fashion. (laughs) Uh, because of this guy, um, so I just think you know that's something that, that we very much need to uh, uh, to remember. It, it's honestly going to be fascinating if you ask like younger fans out there, like you know, the, the fans are like f- 15 years old right now, or are just in in the mix of becoming legitimate fans. Like, what do they know about John Madden? And, and I wonder if like how many of them are just going to say the video game, or if they actually recall like you know what he's done, what he's impacted outside of that, you know. Um, so it's just, it's just going to be an incredible thing to, uh, to reflect on this. Like, see, literally just a couple days ago, they came out with a spectacular document that I need to check out that here was great, uh, detailing his life and his impact. Um, but yeah, just a, a tragic, tragic loss. I mean, even though he was 85, lived a long life, you know, I mean, he was like uh, the the guy I first thought of the, the, literally the first guy I remember learning about when, 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 you know, getting into the NFL and it was just it was so fitting, too, on top of that, um, that his final game he ever called was Super Bowl 43 between the Cardinals and the Steelers. Because if you ask me, that's the greatest game I've ever seen, unequivocally so. And for, for him to be the one calling that in his final game, I don't think there, there's just a better choice out there for someone who's had so much impact on making the NFL essentially America's pastime at this point. Because I, I as much as I love baseball, like football is that... It's that it's that you know it's that value we have in America. It's that number one value for, as far as entertainment in America. It literally dominates the ratings, um, year in and year out. So uh, just an unfortunate loss. Um, uh, so I just want to yeah just give a shout out to him. Uh, of course, we talked a little bit about that yesterday on the College Podcast. But now that I got you guys in here, it felt like it was good to get your. Uh, sentiment on that Um, also before we get into this podcast want to give a shout out to our sponsor symbol Uh, look they got a great uh, opportunity to get involved with sports betting uh, through a simulated uh, uh, through a simulation uh, that gets you uh, um, experiencing what it's like to to invest in the stock market where you're managing teams like you're managing stocks it's a fascinating concept you know and you can make all the money you want honestly if you just get but you got to get started somehow you know and the way you get started is you use the promo code oth to get a $10 deposit bonus for a deposit of $25 or greater i mean don't wait any longer just just hop on the site right now folks you saw george right there he's yeah. making all the scrilla out there um so yeah just uh, head on over to Simple use the promo code OTH and uh you can get started ASAP. Also want to give a shout out one uh, one last thing before we get right into it uh, to NFL Global on Facebook. Thank you so much for sharing our posts through there. Great uh opportunity to get uh involved in discussing what's going on in the NFL world within that uh group on Facebook. Uh so yeah without further ado, let's get right into it. We got four games of course that we want to preview this week and I want to start off with the Colts heading to Allegiant Stadium. To, taking, to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this is going to be kind of interesting because there's a lot of guys out right now potentially for this Colts team, uh, uh, you know, namely on the, the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Carson Wentz. Could be a, a a big question mark on whether or not he's going to be playing uh um you know with with his covet situation right now of course they did change the nfl protocol for COVID uh treatment where there could be a five-day turnaround as opposed to a 10-day turnaround for those who are even unvaccinated and carson is reportedly unvaccinated so there is still a chance that he could play although he is right now currently listed as out um, so we'll have to wait a couple days from now to see what, how that ultimately ends up playing out. But you got Zach Pascal is listed out right now. Eric Fisher is questionable. Uh, Ryan Kelly, Brayden Smith, three of their best offensive linemen uh, um, that are out right now, and they've got a damn good, uh, pretty pretty solid offensive lineman talent wise. So um, a lot of costly uh, potential losses if these guys aren't end, end don't end up uh, being uh, healthy in this one. Um, you know, but the guy that we've seen like the entire damn season carry this team has been Jonathan freaking Taylor. I have been screaming his name from the mountaintops that this guy needs to be the favorite to win the MVP right now. If, you know, with this Raiders defense and taking these potential absences into account, this Gus Bradley led Raiders defense, how much of a chance, how much of a fighting chance do you give them in in containing Jonathan Taylor in this game if he is that guy Focusing, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, heading into this this uh, upcoming Sunday matchup, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell.
2: It, they it know, is I, not happening. I, I just need to okay. <clears that>. Normally, <laughs> you think like you start. That, run the, run yeah. that by me
4: again. Did you say how good of a chance do the Raiders have at, at not stopping? No I know chance. you. I know you said you didn't say stopping. You said slowing down. Did you just ask what chance they have at slowing down Jonathan Taylor? did i hear that correctly
0: i i felt like a jackass as soon as it came out of my
2: mouth
4: because <laughs> the answer <laughs> is zero percent none
2: okay all righty i like the confidence damien's hopping in the chat with uh saying JJ's hey. mvp as well
0: of course i love it D- damien's been preaching that too he's been saying the same yeah. thing i love Damian that been... was one of the first guys on board yeah he was he made some graphics calling it out and putting putting tom brady's ass on notice you know, he did. Just, just hold <laughs> up, hold up. I just. Had Tom Brady to...
4: saw
2: it and he threw another Microsoft Surface Pro.
4: I just had to <laughs> double check this, oh, just God. just for just for my own mm-hmm. sake. Give me a good guess. How many games so far this season do you guys think Jonathan Taylor has run for a hundred yards or more?
2: I know that eight of the last ten he has. I'm gonna guess twelve. So surprising. Yeah, probably, probably ten. It's only nine.
4: Nine, really. But thing is, like, some of those that he's aren't, but thing is, the ones that aren't 100 are, like, 76 and 83, and he also <laughs> has, like, four receptions for 30 yards, or, like, he's still getting all the all-purpose yards, he's just yeah, an okay. absolute man-possessed. And like you said, you said eight of the last ten, or whatever he's eight had? Eight of the last ten. The man is literally on fire right now. He like he is walking around and he's a fire hazard. Like in any building he goes into, we're lucky like he's not setting off the sprinklers. It's absolutely ridiculous what he's been able to do this season. And honestly, I mean like you said with some of these absences, it's official now as of right now both Will Compton and Kendall Vickers are both out as of right now for the Raiders. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, yeah, and John, Jonathan Hankins is questionable with a back injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, come Littleton's, on Littleton's Littleton's got COVID KJ Wright's got COVID. It could be, and normally, you know, when the starting quarterbacks out, you'd be like, well, they might have a better chance to stop the running back. Cause they could just sell out to stop the run. But the thing is when you don't have starting defensive players and you have possibly the best running back in the NFL. And he's gonna get the ball at least like thirty times. Dude, you're not slowing him down. This could be another hundred-yard game plus. Easy. Yeah.
0: I love the confidence. I, I am digging the confidence. This is this is that dude, you know. And I don't blame you one bit. Uh, but I want to hear Coach Craig's sentiment on this. What do you think about the Raiders' defense and their chances to stop and mitigate Jonathan Taylor's impact?
1: I'll give him a two percent chance of slowing him down, and it's just it depends on. This offensive line, too. This, are they going to have the starters back this week? You know, is Eric Fisher going to play? Brainsmiths on COVID. Ryan Kelly's been dealing with COVID and side effects for a while now. So we'll see that. It looks like uh, Quentin Nelson's back, or he's supposed to be back from COVID, at least at this point in time. So we'll see what that looks like. They, they, it's just not the offensive line that we expect. If it's not that, then there's a chance. I know you guys talked about some of those other players, but, like, Kendall Vickers is a backup defensive tackle. Will Compton is a special teams linebacker. You know, I'm going to that dude's had the most unlucky streak of like the last three weeks. His father just passed away and now yeah, he's got COVID. So, horrible. you know, thoughts go out yeah. to him and his family, first of all. But mm-hmm. it, like he was literally supposed to fly. I don't know where they were going like two weeks ago. And then he found his dad passed away and then he just didn't fly with the team. So I think that was the game that got postponed too, because they they were supposed to fly and then they didn't fly and then he found that out. It's it's just kind of unfortunate. But I think you know if they can if it's Sam Ellinger, I think you stack the box and there's a chance that they can slow him down, and that's pretty much what it's going to be. I know another injury you guys didn't even talk about was Jonathan Abram, who is on IR at this point in time. There's strong yeah. safety. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's a, that's definitely a costly loss for sure. Um, I mean, that that was
4: that was going to be like ending up like my next point. I mean, if we're talking about this, like it is beat up, you know, it might not be as bad, you know, as first mm-hmm. glance, this Raiders front seven. But we're not talking about a great secondary either. We're, we're talking about at, at what's at the end of the day, a pretty middling secondary. So if JT can kind of just break through and get to the second level, I don't know who's going to be there to really get to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So plus he he's so athletic and his cutting or his cuts, excuse me, are so nice. It wouldn't surprise me if they start to trying to design kind of more outside outside the tackle runs, uh, things of that nature uh, <clears throat> to really kind of mitigate the the losses on the offensive line. I mean that would be yeah. that would be my thought process uh, of what you can do with him. I mean especially with you know i i understand jack doyle right now is questionable if he does play he he's a more than serviceable blocking tight end you can really use him to chip on the edges stuff like that um and even wally cox is just such a big frame you know he yeah. can he can really oh. move another person just because of how physically big he is and mean, it's like will chamberlain man. on the
0: line of scrimmage you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> it's and unbelievable Grant.
2: Grantson's a solid rookie tight end too oh blocking sure. and and running routes i mean he's a, no, he can't he's, a decent block. Guy. he's decent
1: <laughs> the he's below average Moya cox is below average too for how big he is like when you affect your oh, like Cox is
2: literally he doesn't even look like a real person on the field he's built completely different than everybody else he's got tree trunks for well like, yeah because he's a always basketball, basketball player
4: he is a basketball player we
2: need to remember he is that not a normal human
4: like that's gonna be the next thing. Next thing we know, uh, it, whenever he gets healthy for the Pelicans, you know, uh, uh, Sean Payton's gonna call up uh, the Pelicans, and be like, "Hey, uh, you need Zion, or uh, can we take him? We need a new, uh, need a new D tackle. You wanna you wanna <laughs> wanna hand him over to us?"
0: <laughs> it, it's oh you know, man, I don't think he's gonna to play defensive in college.
1: Was well, that hey. dad play defensive in college? Zion's oh, Williamson's really? dad.
0: Really? I didn't even I didn't know. Know that. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, considering we're talking about Zion Williamson here. But, but I didn't know his dad was an athlete too. That's awesome, you
1: know. Uh, his um, mom. His mom was a, his mom was a sprinter. His dad was a defensive end in college, and his stepdad's actually the one that got him hooked on basketball.
4: I was about really? to say, have yeah. you guys seen that man? Yeah. There is no doubt in my mind monster. that they're like those are some D one parents right there. Yeah. There, there is no. no doubt in my mind, just by looking at that that specimen of a human. Uh, I mean, it, it's
0: it's funny. He's, he's a special basketball player. And you're at the same time thinking, like, is basketball the right sport because of how just ridiculously physically gifted he is? You know, it's just it's insane, man.
4: Look, I'm just saying it's, if Toronto Armstead man, gets hurt, I could see him being a tackle real easy. Big hands, yeah. long arms, athletic look. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> Maybe they could have used him this past game against the uh, the, the Dolphins when uh, Teron Armstead was was out, honestly, because yeah, the left out. tackle replacement wasn't exactly holding it down for them. Um, but, yeah, no, I think you guys brought up a lot of great points. You know, even with the Raiders, too, we talk about the absences. Uh, um, you know, the Colts, there's a lot to to be kind of for, too, with this this Raiders team. With Waller list, being listed as out right now, uh, Edwards being listed as out, and then you got their basically their entire linebacker corps right now listed as out, uh, in part because of COVID, including their Pro Bowl linebacker this year, Denzel Perriman, who's been pretty decent in stopping the run this year. Uh, but we're also talking about him going up against Jonathan Taylor. And and I like Denzel Perriman. I think he's a talented player, but this guy has just been on another level. Like, it's, it's second to none, frankly, this year. Um, he's been so consistent. He has been the identity. He's been essentially the Colts version. I, and I mean, this just from an identity perspective, not in terms of a similar type of player, but just from an identity perspective, he's been essentially the Colts version of Derrick Henry this year, you know, where he has been their identity. He's been the guy they've leaned on. Um, and I think they're going to lean on him again and they're going to, they're going to reap a lot of benefits from doing so. Uh, um, and I think important is going to be because of some of the absences of the Raiders-Stevens, because I actually like what Gus Bradley is doing right now for, for the Raiders-Stevens. I think he's gotten them into a better spot um, as of lately. You know, I, I really hope they hold on to him when they go into the next regime, you know, because you don't see that too often where they retain a lot of the... Similar coordinators that were used in the previous regime, but he's someone that is is pivotal to uh, uh, keep you, you, keep the grasp of uh, um, you know retaining uh, uh, from here on out because he's just done some special special things, namely with that within that secondary with Trayvon Merig, uh, uh Trayvon Mullen, and and, and uh, Casey Hayward, who is just maybe the un- most underrated corner in the entire league right now. Um, you know it, it's he's it's on. what's it.
1: Uh, I'm just gonna stop you one second too, Casey Hayward. He's on the Covid list right now, too. So exactly. that's a big loss if he doesn't play cause he's a big big loss. Like you said the most underrated quarter in the league, like especially for his age and the he goes out there and he shadows the top wide receiver on every team too., yeah. which not many guys do nowadays.
0: But I want to take. I want to say at the same time, you know, Damian Scott brought up a, a great point, and shout out to him, by the way. Mad Scientist FF is where you can follow him at on Twitter. He's got a lot of great graphics, a lot of great NFL graphics that he designs um, himself. Check him out. There's some spectacular stuff. Um, he had a, a, a kind of an interesting point. You know, will the Raiders have a little extra fight in them? Uh, you know, with with John Mads passing, I know, of course, none of these guys will probably. You know, uh, uh, even, a, a, you know, none of the guys for, for sure were even alive when he was, you know, finishing up uh, uh, coaching in the NFL. Uh, but but, you know, still, nonetheless, like he's such a pivotal part of the Raiders organization and, and of the NFL as a whole. Uh, you wonder if that could ignite an extra for an extra spark uh, uh, in their game. So that's going to be very interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Um, but uh, if Denzel Perman's active, I think he's going to be the key thing. It, it, he's If he's inactive, like, that may be the difference right there of whether or not uh, they can find any remote chance of, uh, 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 establish any remote chance of, like, containing Jonathan Taylor uh, in this one. Um, so that that's going to be really, really interesting to see how that plays out. But I think Jonathan Taylor goes off, just like y'all said. Even without the, the offensive alignment, because we, we, he had dealt with that in the last game against the Cardinals, and he still had 100 yards, you know? He may not have 200 yards in this game. He may not average 10 yards a carry like it seems like he averages almost every other game. But it's like, I, I, you know, this is someone who's going to, I think, still make a significant impact because of what he can do as a runner and as a catcher um, out of the backfield. He's just the versatile, all-complete back that you want, and he's putting the league on notice. So... I uh, absolutely believe uh, uh, he is going to be that guy that's going to just be uh, uh, immensely impactful uh, in this game. Um, as for the, the the Raiders' side of the ball in this one, uh, the Raiders' offense side of the ball in this one, um, how much is Derek Carr's back up against the wall, uh, you know, needing to come away with this win uh, uh, you know, and keep the, the Raiders' playoff hopes alive uh, and, and furthermore kind of just salvage his spot? Under the roster, he may have one more year under you know uh, under his contract that they they're going to retain him for, but but a lot of question marks are, are coming about of whether or not he's that guy for the Raiders. So, how much pressure is on him going into this week?
4: The thing is, you know, the pressure is on him, but I don't see why. Is my big thing. The,
2: oh, that's my point. My,
4: my thing is, like, if you look at his numbers, just he's been good he's been a, a more than serviceable with bad game. weapons with exactly like not, with, a like lack, weapons. with a lack of weapons i would say maybe other than hunter renfro i like renfro he's you know good he's athletic enough you know he, he does his job but overall they have a true lack of weapons and i mean he's already thrown for over 000 yards this season his td his td to interception ratio is a little i would say skewed i mean usually quarterbacks that don't have a lot of those you know guys that go out there and and can really perform in the red zone, end up not having a lot of touchdowns and having a worse ratio there. The big thing for me when it comes to the pressure is what is the new regime going to want? Because we yeah. all know Gunwell after them after the Raiders' most recent coaching situation. Mm-hmm which mm-hmm. I don't think we need to go into detail yikes. about. Uh, <laughs> That's some rough shit. <laughs> big yikes is, is uh, yeah. quite literally the only thing we really need to talk about when we when we talk about that uh, <clears throat> coaching situation. So we know good and well, uh, be it their current interim head coach or or anybody that they bring in from the outside, one way or another this team is going to have a different head coach next season than it is this season at the start so it will truly come down to whatever that regime wants to do and at the end of the day mark davis could just as easily say hey he's got one year left it's his and that's something that he very well might do and then they move them move on from him then um just for next season though i feel like the pressure isn't exactly warranted when it comes down to a a skill or a production standpoint, because I think he was, he's been more than serviceable this season for the Raiders with the situation that he's had.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's top five, he's top five in passing yards and clean pocket completion percentage. And he, and play action completion percentage. He's super accurate with the ball. His yards per attempt is fifth in the league. He's, he's doing well with, uh, less than ideal weapons i mean waller's been hurt a lot of the season yeah. which is his main yeah. target mm-hmm. renfro really stepped up but nobody really expected that completely yeah. and uh <clears throat> some might say he's a real lunch pill guy right
4: <laughs> yeah let's go with that
2: that's, but, uh, that's a good, <laughs> <laughs> that's little totally insulting but kind of like at the same time somewhat true you know? that's exactly yeah. what they'd say in the booth though but yeah. uh but yeah it, i mean I think that he's a good quarterback. I think the pressure is on him, but for next year, I don't really see it being that bad because who are they going to replace him with, with the incoming well, rookies? That's mm-hmm. not happening. Carr yeah. is better than every rookie coming in this year. And then, yeah. um, I mean, the free agency class, isn't going to be great. You're not going to trade for anybody that, I mean, with Carr under contract, unless you trade Carr. And then what's the point in trading for another quarterback? Cause that means you're mm-hmm. trying to possibly go on a no rebuild. So, I think the the pressure's on him, but I don't think it's so much for next year. I think he just needs to keep playing well and then go into next season. They're probably going to evaluate him further. And then after next year, they might make a change because the 23 quarterback class is much better than – well, in theory, is much better than what we have coming up. You never know a year away. But uh, that's how I feel about the situation.
0: What about you, Coach Craig?
1: So – Derek Carr should not have, like, all this pressure they've had. And he's had it for years, too. They yeah. always try he's to get, get better than too. him. And he's not the reason they've lost. He's it's, it's never been his fault they've been losing. Like, last it's been the defense. The defense has gotten better this year. This offensive line is trash. Like, outside of Colton Miller, this <clears throat> offensive line is probably one of the worst yeah. in the league. It's I agree, right like, too, And Derek Carr yikes. He's been uh, You know even what Craig was saying? It's like clean pocket percentage. Well, how many times does he actually even have a clean pocket? You know? yeah. That's
2: probably why like, percentage is so high. Uh, he gets like with, two of them in the
4: game. I was about to say, like seven for, for 12 really isn't the Yeah. Like the... Mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, they've really, they really need to fix that overall. I mean, without getting too far into it, you do not at draft Alex Leatherwood to be a tackle. Talked yeah. about that at Link many a times in my day, but that was another mistake. But hopefully. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the Raiders do this off too. Cause I think, I don't know what you guys think about Mike Mayock. If he gets another year, I think he deserves another year because these classes have not been his. They've been John Gruden's. He's just been a placeholder at this point in time. So I think you give him one year, see how he drafts, see how this all comes together and then see what ends up happening. And like Craig said, you're not going to get anybody better than Derek Carr at this point, unless you're training for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, which you're probably not going to do. And even if like, if it's Russell Wilson, he's still playing behind a terrible offensive line. Like Aaron Rodgers ain't going to want to go there unless they're guaranteed to sign like Devontae Adams or something because there's nobody to throw the ball to either.
2: And I mean, this year we all know Russell Wilson's great, but like, yeah, he doesn't look great this year. Carr's probably looked better than him this year. Mm, and I'd agree with that. I'm not saying I'm not saying Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson because I, I wouldn't say that. But Derek Carr is a very good quarterback and super underrated.
0: Yeah. It is a good quarterback. I would agree with that. I want to go back to one point you were making, uh, Craig. So you believe that uh, this is Coach Gruden's decision making about the assembly of this roster, assembly of this roster, as opposed to Mike Mayock. I'm curious, what what uh, uh, what, what makes you feel that it's more so Gruden's decision as opposed to Mayock?
1: Just some of the picks they made, like what he. You know, like the reaches on like Colin Farrell and guys like that. Oh, he's yeah, just like, great. he values these guys <laughs> that come from these programs and all this <clears throat> stuff. And like, and obviously, the Henry Ruggs decision was all Gruden's decision. Like, he wanted him because he wants that guy that's in that Joey Galloway mold. Like, mm-hmm. even though they that's literally went out to dinner and sat down with CD Lamb two nights before the freaking draft, I'm like, Ooh, it's a know, done deal. I they're getting CD Lamb. Then they go out and do that. I'm like, really? But and then supposedly Leatherwood was it was Gruden and Tom Cable that decided to pick him. Tom Cable loved Alex Leatherwood. And he's a very smart individual. Like if you listen to him, you sit down and listen to interviews. He's done. He's very smart, but he makes a bunch of dumb penalties. He was never going to work out as an offensive tackle in the league. You watch him and he's a guard guaranteed. And you took that like 17th overall.
0: Yeah, he was. That that was a huge reach in that one. I, I honestly could not believe that um, when when they decided to pick him because I, I thought maybe they were going to go potentially receiver, of course, because they're still trying to figure out how to you know find that number one guy. I mean, I like Hunter Renfro, but right now I I'm more so concerned as like a like a Julian Edelman type of guy in terms of his oh, sure. impact level, um, yeah. as opposed to you know being someone like a like a uh, you know like a Cooper Cup or DK Metcalf or something like that who's got number one capability. Um, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I I, I I do agree that Derek Carr should be given another year, but one of the things that's been a little frustrating, and, and you guys may have uh, discussed some great points, you know, Darren Waller's absence, uh, even Jacobs hasn't always been active every single game, um, you know, and the offensive line has just been a catastrophe. Like you said, Colton Miller's really the silver lining, if anything, and that's pretty much pretty much it, you know. Um, but at the same time, like with Derek Carr, you know, dealing with that the, the shitty offensive line, the lack of protection, Sometimes you do have to overcome that to kind of get your team over the hump, not making excuses for them, but like he really f- like gets phased under pressure, you know? And I think that was, we saw that in this last game against the Broncos where, you know, uh, that interception to Bradley Chubb, I mean, that was just, you know, I mean, that was a bad, bad protection all around, but you don't want to at the same time cough up a costly uh, interception and a lengthy return like you did uh, to, to Bradley Chubb earlier. And on top of that, too, the red zone issues within this Raiders offense, has been a consistent issue now for years in the passing game. And and that's something that I want to see him kind of rectify, uh, 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 hopefully going into next year. Because right now it's just been the same old shit, just a different year, where they have not clicked in the red zone. I mean, they're one of the worst teams right now in the league in terms of red zone efficiency offensively. And they've got to rectify that. I think that falls a little bit on Derek Carr. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I think he's a very good quarterback. But there's some things that I think he could rectify to get them a little bit more over the hump, and especially with this year coming down to the wire for the Raiders, it, it's. I mean, that could be the difference right there. If they were a little more efficient in the red zone, um, th- you know, and, and you're not making some costly plays, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, w- with interceptions or just ridiculously incomplete passes. Um, you know, Carr could be in a better position in the AFC uh, uh, West. You know, he could be, you, you know. Like, like nipping at the heels of the Chiefs potentially in this division, um, but it's... they want to fix it. If they just need to lure his college receiver back to him. Oh That's yeah, yeah. Devontae. Devonte Adams Devontae oh, said he would. He
2: would love God. to play with Derek Carr again. And honestly, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't hate it either because I mean they they got chemistry from college, and I mean Devontae Adams is good no matter who his quarterback is, and Derek Carr is a good quarterback, and that would yeah. possibly <laughs> fix his red zone issues because. You have Devonte Adams who can yeah.
0: create separation, no matter how much room there is. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. You bring up a great point. I, I, you know, I would love to see it, not just because I'm a Bears fan. I want to see Devonte Adams get the hell out of That's my exactly division. <laughs> That's exactly you, why. That's exactly Hold up, no, you
4: <laughs> d- don't. Don't give me that. You've got your own issues to worry about.
0: I, I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one, but um. <laughs> when <Well>, the only <laughs> reason
4: you're winning games this season is Nick Foles coming in.
0: <laughs> Nick, big. Bulls magic baby! I was a meaningless game. I was at that game and I I lost my I, I went from like just like doing this the entire game to losing my voice within two minutes because it was that exciting to see how that played out in the final minutes of the game. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. It's, it's um, not that would be an awesome reunion. Uh, what were you gonna say, George? Just just
4: to mess with you a little bit more. It's not a game we're talking about. But give me your uh, give me your score prediction, Bears and Giants this weekend because oh what an absolute a shit show a oh my god of a game. i'm gonna take
0: nine to six so, oh. man, that's what I'm gonna go with. so wait for which team <laughs> i'm gonna wins? go to the first you know what we're gonna get that six win of the season that that meaningful six win that everyone strives for year in and year out you know are we, are we talking so, a
4: touchdown and a safety or are we talking three field goal
0: I'm going to go touchdown and, say, <laughs> and either way it's sloppy if you're like so confident, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it, David Montgomery is going to be the lone score of the game. Most likely. Uh, and, and, and that's going to be all that's going to be talked about in the game. Cause the rest of it's just, just going to be boring as shit. And you know? keep in mind
4: for the giants. All we're talking about is Jake from uh, Mike oh, Glennon. Gosh.
0: Uh, that's oh, that's gonna be. I think DeFrom is getting the start, if memory serves me correctly. Oh, he right? is, but I according to say, Joe yeah, Judge, yeah, but he got
2: pulled last week. And so, according to Joe Judge, you know, free no, game, he
0: is planning on both
4: quarterbacks getting some game time this week. Oh, geez, absolutely geez. disgusting behavior.
0: Snacks, if you hear me out there, uh, my condolences, man. I'm right there with you. Our offenses suck ass. Um, our team's just a whole suck ass right now.
2: Uh, but I mean, yeah, and- if you think about it, you got a Texans fan, a Bears fan, Jets fan, and you're talking to a Giants fan. Yeah. So. <laughs> all, all I'm saying it's all is bad. it's going to be bad. it's
4: going to be really bad when like the two best players on the field at any point in time might legitimately be Riley Dixon and Graham Gano. Oh
2: Jesus. God! Oh, <laughs> and then, oh, and then I claimed the Saints for, for yeah. a little bit, and they had Ian yeah. book starting, and, and that was just a shit I show. I could have, I could have, I have. It was almost funny that. to watch. Well, you I knew make, it was gonna be. I didn't think he, I didn't think he was a good quarterback, but I thought maybe you know Sean Payton know. could scheme something of. But it was, Hell it was not happening. No. I, I mean, I Hell obviously, no. I obviously picked the Dolphins to win, and by yeah. a good bit, but. You, you I can don't. ask David every I time I think that it. second throw was gonna be a pick six, the second throw of his career. You yeah. can
4: you can ask David <laughs> any and every opportunity I get to talk bad about Notre Dame and Notre Dame quarterback play. Yeah. I am going to take it. Ian Book sucks.
2: Who who is the best quarterback to ever come out of Notre Dame? None of them.
1: The Joe oh, Brady Quinn, Joe Montana. Yeah. What is it's it? Joe Montana. Oh, Montana. Right in the
2: NFL, oh. but he was kind of
1: forgetable yeah. in Notre Dame, you know?
2: Yeah. At least he did something in the NFL.
0: Yeah, he was I mean, great in the I mean, NFL, the Brady could. Quinn sucked ass. I was a believer in Brady Quinn, too, when he came out of That's Notre Dame. I was like... He's gonna be that guy, you know, like his connection with uh, uh, Jeff Samarja, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, he's gonna be that dude, you know. And then he absolutely floundered, like, like, like we've never seen before, you know. When it didn't matter what team he was with, you know, too, because like everyone's like, oh, the Browns screwed him over. Like, he played for like a million teams and he sucked ass anywhere he went, you know. You guys remember uh, Jimmy
2: Clausen too? He was supposed to, yeah. was supposed to be good when he came out. They right thought, after Brady
0: Quinn started, and, uh, and I remember his freshman also- year
2: yeah Hot garbage
0: I I, am, I I remember
4: from that i remember comment, his freshman year go, oh sorry go ahead george no you just like brain just exploded for a second when you said jeff samarja i'm just like wait a second do you mean that jeff samarja yeah and i completely yeah. forgot that he played football in college and i'm like
0: oh he was phenomenal at notre dame phenomenal better pitcher than he was a football He would have been a
1: top two round pick too
0: yeah, no, he was a great football player. Like like a thousand back to back thousand yards, fifteen touchdowns one year. He was sensational. You know, he would have been a a. a I think he would have been a very good football player to it be honest. Completely
4: in the NFL. slipped my mind because like all I'm yeah. thinking of him and and like a uh, uh, Giants like a San Francisco yeah. Giants jersey
0: or sh- like or Chicago Cubs or something, you getting know getting absolutely exactly. like shelled like <laughs> he, he was good. He had a couple decent years. No, no, no. I'm he, not in, saying he wasn't he good. wasn't bad you, at baseball, yeah.
4: but I mean he was a great mm-hmm. relief pitcher. But like the amount mm-hmm. of times I just think of him getting absolutely like people yeah. just hitting absolute dingers off of him.
0: Oh, it was, it was rough towards the end, no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, but getting back wow. to this game, like you said, with Devontae Adams reunite, that'd be great. Um, I think, honestly, you know, bringing up that great point of, of the receiver, uh, uh, you know, the ne- this necessity to have that number one receiver. You know, is he for sure like like a, a number one caliber receiver in terms of the, you know, like accounting for 1,500 yards or 1,300 yards a season regularly? I don't know quite yet i mean it's 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 different you know with the new system he's in but i still think he is sorely missed and i'm talking about amari cooper i think that trade came back to bite them bad Uh, um you know in terms of having that number one guy especially with henry ruggs now his foreseeable future has come to a halt in the nfl they are sorely missing him it it did not pan out they made some horrible trade the khalil Mack trade wasn't exactly a, a great one either um you know it, it, it just, the Raiders are, are they, they've really set themselves up. And I honestly think because of that, too, Mike Mayock may be on notice. I personally, I wonder how much of his influence, because he is the general manager. He does have the final say, and I think he could veto some of these decisions with John Gruden, especially because, like, he's not like, playing with, with him. Hell you know? out of
2: John Gruden.
0: They gave John yeah. Gruden everything he wanted. God. They gave him a 10-year uh, deal. Shit. Yeah. 10-year deal. God, that—that that is the bad. Go ahead, Coach Craig.
1: Gruden traded away those guys before Mayock was the GM, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's true. That yeah, No, no, I know. Yeah. No, but like with the rate, like, like the Raiders as a whole have set them up uh, in a bad situation, you know? Yeah. Like, cause,
1: yeah, but, I mean, Gruden came in and blew it right away. <laughs> and then yeah. they're just like, and the only thing they have to show from like those trades too is Josh Jacobs. And like, Josh Jacobs is okay, but he's always hurt. Yeah. He's been, he's been hurting. they don't even even him
2: like he was, he was a great receiving back in college. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? We're not gonna throw you the ball in the NFL because, nah, we just don't like just, you enough. Nah, don't like you enough. We, we we don't like to throw the ball to people that are good at catching it, so we're just not gonna do that.
1: We'd rather throw the ball to the fullback.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> they do that a lot.
2: <laughs> it, yeah, they do. Or, 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 pay, or pay a backup running back eleven million dollars over what two years? <laughs>
0: But I mean, the thing is, like, we, we, like that you like that's that's definitely true with 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 Gruden, like, because they both came in. Gruden and Mayock came in what twenty eighteen was their first year, um, so like, there's definitely some points to that. But even when he's had those, even when he's had you know like Josh Jacobs clicking, like this team has still got not gotten over the hump, and that's you know also because the defense hasn't played up to its normal standard, but. I think Carr could, like Carr holds some blame. It's not the utmost culpability, though, out of anyone. You know, I just think there's some things he could rectify. Nonetheless, keep him for another year. What are our predictions for this game in this one? How do we think this is going to play out?
2: I think the Colts win it. And this probably, Colts. probably by about, I mean, I don't think it's going to be completely awful because of how the, the Colts offensive situation is. And they're just going to be running the ball and that's about it. So I think they probably win by about seven points, and it's just not a very high-scoring game.
4: I I can agree with that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, I think both teams are really going to have to lean pretty heavily on their running game, which, I mean, that's kind of had to be the Raiders' game plan since having half their receiving core just absolutely decimated by whatever their issues may be. Yeah. Okay, we're just going to say that. Uh, and then now without Carson Wentz there, even though Indianapolis has, I would say, like a relatively decent enough or like deep enough um, passing game. I mean, I love Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's he's really good. Um, and even then they have some other guys. Like T.Y. has been playing good enough for them.
2: Um, Ashton Dolan's good for a big play here and there.
4: Yeah, certainly. And, I mean, like we like we said with their tight ends, both Doyle and Mo'ally Cox have been Pretty solid when they've got the ball in their hands, uh. But the kicker's is JT mm-hmm. Colts at home plus JT Colts win.
2: Yeah, how about seven? An ugly game.
4: Yeah, probably. Um, right now, actually, just because we, I, I, usually do this uh, talking. Yeah, what's the, the line on it? Uh, there is no spread yet, uh, because oh. of all the lack of clarity with who's <laughs> playing and who's not. Right now, the spread consensus is Indy minus six and a half, but. I'm not. Well, I don't. That's a tough line. That's a one. That's a really tough line, and two. That's not an official line, um. Yeah. From from the pick center So.
0: Eh. I totally misspoke. By the way, I thought it was at a legion. I I wrote that wrote it wrong on my uh, uh my notes here. So it was actually no, at no, Lincoln sir, Finance That is
4: a uh, also. Like, I'm sorry,
0: uh, Lucas, Lucas Oil. Oil Stadium.
4: Excuse me. We're not talking yeah. about the disgusting <laughs> link today.
0: <laughs> the jailhouse stadium, you know. <laughs> What about you, Coach? Quite Drake? literally. What's your prediction?
1: So I think Carson Wentz is not going to end up playing in this game. The Raiders are going to win by three points. Daniel Carlson kicks a game-winning field goal, and Deshaun Jackson is going to get deep on a touchdown at some point in this game against those not so great safeties they're playing for the Colts at this point in time.
4: I can hmm. see that. I like Daniel Carlson. Uh, I-, I thought he got a, a pretty not not a fair enough shake at his first couple stops in the league, but I think he's been really he's good. Out of Auburn, right? Yes. Is Daniel Carlson. Yes, out of he is. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, but he's been really, really
4: His good. His brother is in offering right now, too.
2: That's okay. Right. Uh, uh, also correct. Blech. Why do we know where kickers are from? I don't... That's too I much. do. We, about
0: whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! 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 Kickers are barely kickers people, are too. humans, too, okay? Barely. Don't you dare! <laughs> only, only, just only, only only Pat, Pat
1: McAfee. Wow.
2: Only Pat McAfee. Only Pat McAfee's person, too.
0: Is this Skip Bates? over here like saying fuck them kickers basically no, oh, no i mean gosh. obviously they're they're nfl <laughs> athletes
2: and what they do is crazy and i the pressure that's put on you at any moment just to yeah. kick a game-winning field goal and then you're either a hero or everybody wants to kill you like yeah. keep, yeah. you. keep in mind keep in mind it's also it's also really hard, hard. It's yes also really but also difficult. like to to know is, where yeah. a kicker is from i think that's that's a little too like you don't have to know where a kicker's from bro what are yeah. you talking about <laughs> i know I where i know <laughs> where some college
4: kickers are from what do you think that makes yeah. me
0: man i I would never forget where Roberto Aguayo is from for, uh, with his uh, when they traded up Tampa Bay got oh, him out of Florida state, state and he's so highly touted drafted him and like he...
2: the third round or something crazy second round, second round buddy second boy second round, oh second God, round. Ugly round. pick to pick a kicker in the second round when there's well, plenty there's plenty of good kickers just floating around at all times mm. cuz there's so like it, i mean i'm not saying like everybody's just a clutch kicker but There's so many kickers that come out of college, and there's a lot of good kickers that don't even get a chance in the NFL. I will, I will. You don't have to draft anybody. If someone did
4: it, give tryouts. If someone did it this year with Ariza, I would not blame them at all. That man is an absolute machine. Not just Mm. like as a kicker. I mean, I I was reading this like tweet or something, and it was like, okay, uh, would you guys, as like a GM or a coach, if your kicker from anywhere on the field? could pin the opposing team within their own 10-yard line would you take them like in the first round or first overall and i'm talking anywhere i mean this this kid for san diego state is like bombing 85-yard punts it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous
0: it's it's crazy man it's, the kickers the way insane. they've evolved you know and we're seeing guys hitting you know 60-yarders it seems like every you know every couple weeks it's insane you know um but yeah no i think this one is going to come down to a very tight game um, I think it's it's really a lot of this is dependent on who's active and who's not. You know, with the COVID situation, it's really just run rampant throughout this entire league. Um if the Colts have their guys healthy, uh more so than the Raiders, I think uh Um they definitively have the chance to win this one. Um maybe even by 10 if if like the Raiders really are decimated by the absence of those guys. Um I think Jonathan Taylor is gonna ball out. I see this potentially being like a, a 24. 14 type of deal, maybe a 24-17 type of deal if the Raiders guys are healthy enough. um Just because I think those red zone issues are really going to come back to bite. Potentially the the Raiders in this situation because of that offense line and because Derek Carr I think needs to uh, step up. Just completing what 56% of his passes inside the 20 on uh, uh, um, this year. So uh, uh you know just really got to step up and, and and click on that front um, for them to get things going. But moving on to our next game, we've got the Dolphins. And the Titans. Um, this, you know, this really became uh, especially an interesting one after uh, the commanding win that the Dolphins had last, last week. And, 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 of course, there were some absences to the, the Saints' offense line, notably with Tua Armstead and with uh, uh, Ryan Ramchick. Uh, uh, what do we take about this game? I mean, you know, which side of the ball? Let's start with the Dolphins first. I mean, which side of the ball really gives them the best shot uh, uh, to come through with a big win this week? Is there also? getting down to the wire of, of whether or not they could potentially be vying for the playoffs.
4: It, that, that's such a tough kind of decision to make because this defense actually has really stepped up recently. They've, they've played some really good football as of late. But, I mean, this offense, there's so much just kind of raw talent that I don't yeah. think they've really been able to tap into thus far. I mean, mm-hmm. I still see at least a little bit more out of Tua <clears throat> that, that they really need to be able to work into and, and pull out of him. And also, Jalen Waddle, guys. I mean, Love we, Waddell, man. we knew it coming out of Alabama, but that mm-hmm. guy, he's an absolute dude. He, he is such yeah. a good receiver in all three facets of his game. I mean... You can have him just go, like, on a straight go. You can hit him on a slant and he'll take it to the house. He's he's so athletic. He's explosive. He's dynamic. He, he's just such a good receiver. But if Miami is going to come away with this game, I, I think it's going to have to be on the back of that offense because I, I think no matter what, just how, with how he's played in his last couple games, I mean, he's only played in, what, like maybe eight games or so. If that, but AJ Brown last like last week, it was a absolute man possessed. Yeah, he like he was that guy for mm-hmm. for the Titans. And I don't necessarily know if Miami's defense is going to really be able to do much about that only because of just how physical of a receiver he is. And I mean, he's, he can outmuscle a safety or a corner. He's a lot faster than a linebacker. He's a true mismatch of a of a wideout and he's just their number one guy. So he, he is such a game-breaker, and, and that is one of those things I think that's been missing for the Titans a lot this season um, with his injuries. I mean, of course, at this point, Derrick Henry is – is uh, the f- we can't really talk about him other than the fact that he is just such, uh, you know, a, a true, like, cornerstone piece of an offense, which is kind of crazy to say for a running back. Especially one that just goes like between the tackles and says, "Everyone, get out of the way, or I'm going through you," which <laughs> it's just his game plan and it works, which is yeah. just outstanding. Um, mm-hmm. But if Miami's offense can't keep up with Tennessee's offense, which as as decimated as Tennessee's run game is, uh, I mean, all these fill-in guys have been very meh. If you ask me, I, I mean, I, I couldn't mm-hmm. look at any of them and be like that's my guy right there you know
3: mm-hmm.
4: just uh, i see coach craig shaking his head yeah. and he's with me on that one he's like mm-hmm. i put some of those in a fantasy team and i regret it
0: <laughs> uh, it's it's yeah it's come back to bite him honestly what do you um, think of a, you know, what,
4: coach craig what do you think of uh what do you think of hilliard Get, give me your real thoughts yeah, on hilliard
1: he's been on how many teams now hey, got, he's like 28? you got your former
2: texan over there though right uh devonta foreman yeah deonta foreman he looks good so, at times. He's always shown like little sparks here and there, but uh-huh. I don't... but for a team that's looking never at, like
4: playoff aspirations, you don't need a little a little sprinkle here and there. You need some <laughs> consistency.
2: Yeah. Hey, coming back from his Achilles though it's pretty impressive. What he's been able to do. I mean, it's like two years ago. It when he took tore his him Achilles. four years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it four years ago? Uh, you know, just he, like... comes, he comes back in and out of the league like every few minutes and then like gets a shot and then he does okay and then we don't hear from him and then he comes back into the league when there's another injury and he does okay and then we don't hear from him he's a decent backup running back
4: you're you're describing a true third stringer right now is what you're doing though
2: kind (laughs) of
1: He fits their system all right because he's kind of this big power back. He like yeah. as soon as he had that Achilles injury, he lost all the explosiveness he once had when he was at Texas. Obviously, he was the Doak Walker winner, you know, back way back yeah. when. He now. was that's a
0: solid the, running back in Texas. Texas. He was. He was nice.
1: Mm-hmm. And the and then I don't know if you guys know his twin brother also played wide receiver there too. And then he stuck around a year later, and then he kind of blew mm-hmm. his shot.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, I didn't even know that that's a bummer. Um,
1: yeah. No, he's
0: he's really yeah. nice. So, but 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 what, what side of the ball do you like up in this Dolphins team?
1: I was I was just going to say one more thing too, real quick. Like when you're talking about all these like filling guys, I cannot believe that Nick westbrook Keenan is getting meaningful snaps in the NFL. <laughs> like this dude, like if he's anything, he should just be on a practice squad or a gunner on special teams or something like that. It's like this dude's been playing like 50 snaps. Like yeah, he's like how he stu- was a wide receiver one
2: for them do- at some point. That's
1: disgusting.
2: Stupid- That's disgusting.
1: How stupid do you think they feel after they cut Josh Reynolds and then, like, they had nothing? They literally had nothing. Probably pretty <laughs>
4: stupid. Honestly, I at, mean, that point, he, at that point, you're... I bet Vrabel is just sitting there looking at his GM like,
1: are you shitting me? <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, their GM's actually really good, but... Well, I mean, but uh, for, essentially, for Vrabel, I'm sure he's
2: pissed. He's
1: <laughs> uh, not really Reynolds somebody I, I want
2: mad at me. That's a big dude.
1: Yeah, he's a he's an intimidating guy. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's, a, that's a big guy.
0: If I thought like there was anyone that could be a player manager right now or player head coach, it would be Mike Vrabel. Like he still looks like he could play. Or Dan Campbell. I yeah. was about to say I will play Dan, Dan Campbell. Can we can we
2: can we get like you know how they do the celebrity fights? Can we just get like Vrabel versus Campbell? Like <laughs> you know, just make it for Two tight
0: Saturday. Because yep. Vrabel played some tight end himself, you know? Yeah. Be a nice matchup. Just for yeah. the
4: fact that he is also, like, still looks pretty pretty athletic for, for being a coach, I will also throw in Rob Sala. Uh, he still looks oh, like yeah. he's in oh, very, very good shape.
1: Yeah, Very good shape, for sure. I want to mess with that guy. Like, he looks like he just, like, his vein pop out and, like, just knock your butt out in two seconds. Oh, oh
0: Sala. Yeah. <laughs> when,
4: you, when you see that, that, that forehead <laughs> vein.
2: When you see that forehead vein come in. Oh, when Jesus. he's yelling at the I'm refs. Sure, hey, it's coming out a lot. That's what he's
0: touching. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm just gonna have nightmares of like that guy like screaming at me in a huddle or something. You know, just like screaming at me during practice or something because that would be just so damn intimidating. Like you know,
4: I'll be honest. As a Jets fan, watching the first couple weeks like of of him coaching, I was expecting more of like San Fran. Him just like running up and down the sidelines, getting fired up and i was like oh, oh yeah. he's not getting all all crazy okay you know it, it is what it is he's an, he's a head coach he's got to be the cooler head now and then the, and then the last couple weeks where there have just been some truly e- egregious calls you know against the jets or, or for the other team the man has just been like all like in his brain i'm sure he's like just grabbing the ref by like the stripes Oops. and just like lifting him in the air yeah. but instead he's just like yelling <laughs> at them it's been truly
0: beautiful. But, yeah, uh, both Craigs, what, what do you guys think is, like, the more, like, this side of the ball that gives them the best chance to win for the Dolphins, if you had to say?
2: For me, it's the defense. I mean, they've been really solid, especially the so. past three games. They're only giving mm-hmm. up 122 passing yards per game, 92 rushing yards per game. It to be easy to stop this rushing attack. All they really have to do is stop A.J. Brown on offense. I yeah. mean, so – that's clearly who you need to step up as your defense. And they have a solid defense. They got good players. It's just like the offense isn't built for a shootout either. So they're not the people you want to win you games. Like who is a good quarterback. He's still finding his footing completely in the league, but I like him. I think he should be the future there. But I mean, obviously if you get, if you get (laughs) Watson, he's not a fan. (laughs) If if you're able to get Watson, uh, and he clears all his, legal stuff you obviously do that because there's there's only a few quarterbacks in the league that you wouldn't just send straight to the bench for deshaun watson if you could get them so i mean that it's it's just got to be the defense the 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 waddle to a connection is is pretty good but that's not what you want to count on to like win you the football game i mean i do love the penguin dance but
1: it's just it's just not viable it
2: is, it is a plus it's a very good celebration I mean, it's the most it's the cutest a celebration in the nfl it's adorable
0: yeah, i never i thought i'd hear cute in nfl in the same right? sentence
2: I'm right you just, just so. hitting the hitting the waddle i'm like that's yeah. that's, <laughs> that's adorable i'm gonna teach my daughter that
1: dance that's
4: which is great. That's great which do you prefer that or um did you see the clip of adam schefter to, uh hitting the gritty
1: Oh, oh, God. that's
2: gotta it's be still, that's gotta it's be the grid. It sounds hilarious. It's
4: Jay Jefferson's um, celebration. Yeah, that little dance that little dance he, that he does. does. I'm not I'm doing
2: sure it. No. Looked, I'm sure Sheffer <laughs> looked absolutely ridiculous. He looked
4: in the words of so many people on that thread.
2: He looks straight up goofy. Like, it was bad. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up, like, right uh, when we hop off the I podcast. Will, I
4: will see if I can find it real quick and link it to you.
2: Can you screen share it? Uh, I'm not putting that on. No, off. it's not screen share it.
4: We've already gotten in trouble for doing that uh, a couple times uh, in doing this podcast. <laughs> so,
1: Yeah. But
0: what about you, Coach Craig?
1: So, for me, it comes down to the defense once again, and... This is a. I kind of talked about this a little bit on the Sports Time HQ podcast that I was guest on yesterday too. This Dolphins defense—they've really stepped up. Yeah, they haven't played very good teams. Every team they've beaten in the seven-game winning streaks had a losing record, besides the Ravens. But it's kind of clicking. They're finally figuring out how to use the pieces that they do have. And early on this season, they really struggled against stopping the run. And then bam, Requan Davis comes back. And then all of a sudden, they can stop the run again. Who would have thought that this big six foot six, 300 plus guy that plays nose tackle could help stuff the run? <laughs> like without getting too far off track there. But I think it's a decent matchup for them, too, overall. I know AJ Brown's tough to stop, but I think, and you guys might debate this, but if. Byron Jones is on him. It's going to limit him a little bit more. I know Zayvon yeah. Howard's the big, big name because mm-hmm. he gets all the interceptions, but he's just he's the ball hawking one out of the two Yeah, is what it is. Byron Jones is the guy that if you want to go shut somebody down, it's going to be him. But I think what the Titans really need to do is they need to, Titans need to put A.J. Brown or Julio Jones in the slot because that's where Miami struggles. And if they're not moving their top corners around to the slot with them, that's where the advantage is going to be. But where they're putting seven guys up in the line, this offensive line has been very, very struggling, or very, very bad. However you want to put it, it gets pass protection for in pass struggling protection this year. They've been banged nicer. up as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know. And then, uh, and and Ryan Tannehill is one of the quarterbacks that ho- holds on to the ball the longest out of any quarterback in the league. It is a, something that goes back to his Miami days. So if they can get they can get pressure on him, it's going to be a good day for the Dolphins defense. I think an offense, maybe they can do a little bit enough. And Jalen Waddle, I don't know that they really have the like a cornerback that can stop Jalen Waddle either, because he's probably going to play most of the time in yeah. the slot. We got some Elijah Molden. If he does end up playing, he was dealing with COVID too. So last week, I think they threw Buster Screen back in the slot. And as a Bears fan, you know how terrible Buster Screen is as a slot corner.
0: Yeah, Buster Screen I was. Wondering, you know,
2: I keep wondering how this Miami offense would have looked too if they would have had Will Fuller healthy this season, and they had. Fuller, Parker, and Waddle just free yeah, yeah, wild right? with Giseki at tight end who's super athletic. Like the, the offense I think would be even more dynamic, and we might be saying right now that it's the offense that's gonna go win them the game.
1: Gesecky. Mm-hmm.
2: Giseki the so. wide
1: receiver. Yeah. At tight end. <laughs> and I'll well, say this on yeah. every like. He, he's out on the on. slot
2: like a lot. No.
1: He plays four he plays on average four snaps in line a game. Like that's just ridiculous like he's if crazy. they franchise tag him and he's if they franchise tag him and and his agent does not fight for wide receiver money, fire that agent in two seconds. That's all yeah. you gotta say about that.
0: Well, he, he is less a tight no, end
4: than Kyle Pitts.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it, Pitts and Pitts lines out uh, on the outside a ton, you know, for the Falcons. It's crazy. Yeah, but he at least Pitts plays has, like, like uh and he has
2: like the second or third highest PFF grade at wide out wide, Pitts does, which yeah. is crazy. Because yeah, he's of like, all she's wide she's receivers. Duh. Mm-hmm. Well, all rookie yeah, wide Pitts, receivers. I'm sorry.
1: Pitts at least he lines up like in line like 33% of the time. Mike is yeah. like 10% of the time. Oh. Like it's ridiculous oh. how low it is. Like it shouldn't like even be a thing. But yeah, Jimmy Graham did do that too. But I think he his I'll have to go back to that season, but if they have the numbers for that and see, but he lined up a lot more in line, at least.
0: I thought, I thought he had an argument. Like he had, like he technically had more snaps lined up off the line of scrimmage and uh, um, or off the, off the line, I should say. Um, and, but they still were like, nope, you're still a tight end. You still line up plenty enough on the line that you like it, like we'll negate that. I could be wrong about that though, but I remember he was pushing uh, for that.
1: I know. Um, yeah. I know I his think- was higher. Mm-hmm. Let but uh, I'm, gonna th- I'm just going to look. With,
0: at yeah. you said. room. Gasicki's really nice, though. I mean, when he was coming out of Penn State, he was like I almost thought of him as like an honorary wide receiver. He was really nice coming out of there, and he's certainly clearly making his impact felt up uh, within this Dolphins offense. But I think honestly, because of the offensive line, because of the 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 injuries within the uh, uh, the running game, you know, this with Savon Ahmed as their backup, uh, um, you know, and just the lack of formidability out of the run game. Um, I don't think it's a great compliment uh, um, for Tua to just kind of be the one to carry the torch in this game. I think, honestly, they're going to have to lean on the defensive side of the ball. You brought up some great points, Craig, about uh, um, how formidable they've been in recent weeks. Um, they were absolutely formidable this past week against the Saints. I mean, eight sacks, that two ass picks. ass rush was out of control. They, they faced it on Ian Book. I mean, they,
2: yeah. they, they lit his
0: ass on fire. That board, <laughs> I, he did
2: not stand a chance in his so They're
3: like, you know what?
2: Just, we're gonna run man and we're gonna send everybody yeah. after you like every play
0: and just don't die it, it was rough and and i think honestly too, it like could he keep it close in this one potentially i think what it comes down to it is if we see i actually really liked in this past uh this past game uh um you know the, the play calling we saw from miami um was really nice from Godsey and from Studisville too uh, uh, it was really nice uh, to see what they were b- being creative with. I mean, some weak side play fake, some you know, some flea flickers we saw from them too. It, it was nice to see that. If they can incorporate that into this game, I think you could really throw the Titans off their rhythm. But that's probably the best bet they got going on offensively. We need to see a Herculean effort from this defense again. And to be honest, I I, I think if they're capable of it. I just don't know if they're going to do it back to back weeks, you know? Because the Saints, on top of that, were dealing with some injuries themselves. So there's that to take into account. Um, but I, I, this Dolphins defense, they they do have some studs on there. I just want to give a shout-out. I mean, Christian Wilkins is having an outstanding year stopping the run uh, on, as an interior lineman. He's been outstanding. There, Emmanuel ogbaugh has been really good, too. We talked about, you know, uh, Byron Jones and, and, and um, Xavier Howard. Um, but but there's some studs on this defense that can really wreak havoc. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, how much pressure can you generate up against this Titans offensive line? Uh, um, you know, and it, shutting down A.J. Brown, to be honest, like – I don't even know if they, they can. Like, that. this guy, like, once he gets healthier, man, like, this guy has, like I said, I've been preaching his name all year. He's got the capability to be the top two receiver in the league, you know, one or two, I, either one wow. of those, honestly. He's he's unbelievable, and he, he literally really basically carried the game this past week against, uh, uh you know, the 49ers. So, it, 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 like, I really think Dolphins could be in for a rough one. Um, you know, it, it all depends on how they match up with you know if they go with the Jones on, on AJ Brown in this one. But 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 that offense has got to be leaning on uh, um, leaning on uh, on AJ Brown and, and the Titans' defense too is no, not too shabby themselves. They've got some playmakers themselves. So I think the, the, the really the biggest thing is is how the play play uh, calling you know uh, factors into this game for the Dolphins on, on whether the, whether or not they come away with this one. But if you had to ask me, I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the Titans. In this, um, I think honestly, this is going to come down to. I could see, you know, Titans won last week, 2017. We could probably see the same thing in this one, you know? Um, they're obviously hosting the Dolphins too at Nissan Stadium this week, so there's that to take into account. Um, I-, I think they'll, they'll just barely edge them out with the help of an AJ Brown. Uh, um, you know they get some complimentary help from the the uh, um, from the uh, uh, the ground game to some degree. Not that they're spectacular because we talked about Hilliard and Foreman and you know you know all those guys. Not necessarily being exactly the the, the greatest you know echo for Derrick Henry's absence. You know, but um, but I see that kind of playing out. What do you guys think about who comes away with this game?
2: I got the Dolphins in a real close one. I I think the Dolphins pull it out. They they sit they're on a seven game win streak, and I know that's not like, I mean it's – they just have momentum, and yeah. I really like Flores as a coach. And I think that He's the play coach. call, the play call they have going right now, they they just everything's clicking. I think that the defense looks great, and I think that the Titans are going to be too one dimensional to be able to beat the Dolphins in this game. Even though I love AJ Brown, I mean, it, 16 targets last week, 11 receptions, 145 yards and a touchdown is a, it, a crazy stat line, mm-hmm. but. You focus on that guy and shutting him down and getting after Ryan Tannehill, getting him a little shook, and you come away with the game uh, probably by like three points maybe. I I mean, it's going to be close, but if I'm picking the game straight up, I'm going with the Dolphins. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Craig, do you want the spread real quick? As you guys both say, a a three-point line. Um, Yeah. Titans minus three and a half.
2: I got. I got dolphins there. It's that half
4: point. It's that half Mm. point that's gonna get so many people. Um. Yeah. For this being that is tough. For this being a home game, and I mean realistically, this is AJ Brown's what second game back um, after his um string of of different injuries. Um. Mm. Man, it's tough because, like I was saying earlier, he's just such a mismatch on on whoever. Um you you put on him and realistically if you double him uh that does render much of the the titans offense kind of null and void um and as much as we talk about ryan Tannehill holding on to the ball too long which he does mm-hmm. yeah. no doubt about that he does um he's also one of those quarterbacks that uh, is is certainly athletic enough to move move the pocket run i yeah. mean shoot, he was a mm-hmm. wide receiver in college um yeah Yeah. so he's certainly athletic enough and we saw him uh, rip off a couple pretty big runs um last week alone it's so tough because there there's something about the miami offense that just i don't love it you know what i mean like there's something with it where gaskins is fine i think i think he's he's just a running back i don't love him i don't hate
2: him i they got a lot of just running backs they got that's what Gaston, i mean they got Chris johnson backs. they got philip lindsey oh. are just they're, they're there yeah so they, they play football
4: oh yeah they they're... play football all right but that's that's all i can all i can give them though like i can't say like oh that's a great guy you know it's oh he plays football um
0: they're NFL players, they're in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they're
2: obviously elite
4: athletes oh, sure. compared I'm to
0: good. the rest of the yeah. peers. That's
2: that's what compared I'm getting to their at. Peers, um, they're just they're just yeah. running backs. Like they mm-hmm. just play football.
4: That's what I'm getting at. And, and I mean even Miami's receiving core, apart from Waddle, um, Parker and, and Gesicki, because you're right, Coach Craig, that's not a tight end right there. Have you guys – just thinking about because I was reading a, a little, an article about, about something earlier. Have you guys seen Gasicki's, like, pass-blocking grade? Is
2: it awful? It,
0: it probably awful. sucks. I, I think... can imagine. He does not – I never – like, that was not a strength I, I took away from him coming out of Penn State, and it hasn't really shown up either here. If I know?
1: remember correctly – Is
2: that they have Smythe and, have Smythe and uh, Shaheen for
4: pass-blocking? Yeah. Blocking. But yep. Like, are you really going to roll out three tight-end sets? I mean uh, –
0: <laughs> Fucking I baby man. Gronk, Adam Shaheen. Oh, God. Just mm-hmm. nauseates me.
4: <laughs> um, no, but, like, in you know, all honesty, I actually think I saw that. I think Gusecki was, like, I think, like, 54th out of, like, 60 tight ends in pass blocking. Like, it's kind of gross. Uh, yeah, no. it, it's just not good. Uh, Tennessee's defense is, is also beat up. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Man, this is hard. Why did we pick such a hard game? I feel like the other two are, are going to be. You're welcome.
2: You're welcome. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, this is Craig's suggestion. This, this is, is my pick. Shmuckers. Craig, this is your this fault. Is, the this schmuckers. It's very right like this has so many playoff implications. I is nice. One of the best mm-hmm. games to cover this week. Um, and that's why it's so tough because both of them. I mean, they're both decent teams. They're not. Yeah. Even, neither one of them are like a favorite to win the. The Super Bowl or anything, but they both can make it in the playoffs pretty easy. Definitely. Um,
0: do you, Do you guys see how crazy tight the AFC is right now? It's ridiculous, man. Yeah. It's unbelievable how much this is coming down to the wire. You know, like every game matters from it. here on out. I love I mean, it. it already has, and it's 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 going to be so like nail biting. Uh, uh, you know, in the coming weeks, you know.
4: Uh, I love it. Um, you know what? Just for AJ, just for my guy right there. He's gonna get hyped up after watching Ole Miss win the Sugar Bowl That's the day that. before. Uh I'm gonna go with Tennessee.
2: No bias here. No bias. No, uh, no, no, a hundred percent bias. No what are you bias. talking about?
4: No, there is only
2: bias. Only yeah. bias. This is the whole pick, is bias. Exactly.
4: Tennessee. <laughs> I'm not picking the spread. Three and a half is ridiculous. I would not touch this game
0: with
2: a ten foot pole. I I'd pick the <laughs> Dolphins and give me the points. Oh I mean, easily. Sure. I mean I picked them straight out, so exactly like but... yeah.
1: What do you got for us, Coach Craig? Yeah, so this is going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be one that's probably like 17 to 14. I'll pick the Dolphins to win. Hmm. I also just – I don't want to throw one thing out there because we're kind of talking about how the running backs are all just a guy. Well like last week they were using Duke Johnson like on the early downs and then they used Gaskin on like third downs. That's it's just weird to see Duke gross. Johnson like yeah. not I the hate, third down back. I yeah. hate
2: that. But but I Duke Johnson had that one like run where he just plowed through that guy. And it was dude. a it was a linebacker. What linebacker was that for the Saints? Was that fifty one? It was fifty one on the Saints. Oh uh, Davis. I'm trying to remember who No, it is. He,
1: he didn't play in that game. I think it was Zach Vaughn yeah. That guy ran over, but
2: yeah, he he ran straight through that guy. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't think he could do that for a full season for like you know 20 wow. plus carries a game. But it was it was a hell of a run. I loved it. It's it's gonna probably show up on that angry runs on uh.
0: Mm-hmm. Good morning, football.
1: Yes, sir. I love the angry yeah.
0: runs. But i but who, so you p- picked the uh, the Dolphins in this one with a clo- close score. Yeah,
1: and yeah, and just going back, uh, Gusecki, I looked up the stats too. So he's played seventy five snaps in line out of his seven hundred and twenty snaps this year. So ten point four percent of his snaps have been in will line. He lose, and will he lose? Will
2: he lose tight end eligibility and uh, fantasy football leagues next year? A hundred percent.
1: Probably not. Mm. He probably won't. Should he though? He should. should. he? Yeah. Probably. And then he should. Uh, going back to. Going back to George's thing, I looked up too. His pass blocking grade right now is thirty four
0: point five. Damn. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know that if it's only, much worse though than the entire Dolphins offensive line, though. I mean, they
2: fucking suck, man. I mean, it's only that, a thirty four point five percent higher than our pass blocking grade, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> only thirty five. <God>. You, <laughs> like su- you say that like it's
4: you say that like it's super close. impressive. <laughs> We're so close, guys. <laughs> So, so
0: close, close. hey it's, Brian Forrest, give if, us a call. If, you know,
4: if anything, it's, game, it's, it's, oh, it's sad that we're it that is. close. It's sad, it's It's very sad.
0: Oh, gosh, oh. no. Um, all I want to say though is for the Dolphins, other good luck occupying uh Jeffrey Simmons and if Harold Landry plays because I have a all feeling great, they're going to wreak havoc in this one. So we'll see how this goes though. But mo- let's move on to our next game. We've got the Chiefs and the Bengals, another AFC matchup, another with a ton of I playoff see. dictations. Uh, uh, implications in this one, dictations, whichever word you want to use. It's going to be really, really uh, uh, crazy in this one. This one, of course, hopes, hosted at uh, um, uh, Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati. Uh should be very interesting to see you know, the Bengals coming off that huge, huge commanding win over the Ravens. Joe Burrow having maybe the game of his career. Uh, just an absolute spectacular performance from him. And the Chiefs, meanwhile, clicking as a – recently in the last few weeks they've really turned a corner uh, uh completely shed themselves of the identity of having just an absolute mannequin of a defense essentially like they looked like they had uh, in the first half of the season um but i, I and i want to start with them first to be honest since they're the re- you know they're the reigning afc uh, uh um uh champions you know uh Have they rectified their ways, uh, the the lapses in coverage, the lapses of uh, defensively as a whole, and and kind of proven themselves to be a contender once again in the AFC uh, that should be the favorite to come out of it?
2: I think that the defense looks better because they have so many turnovers. They have 16 turnovers in the last five weeks, and that's a big part of it. So just making plays and, I mean, just turning the ball over, that just changes the whole game. I mean, even if your defense – is still not, I mean, they're still not great as far as like yards allowed and all that, but they're, they're not what giving up much points. I mean, and they're averaging 39 points per game on offense in the past three games. So they're, they're clicking on all cylinders. And if, if they keep it up, I mean, we all know Patrick Mahomes is a beast and it was just a second. I mean, it just took a little while. He had a little, everybody has a lull at some point in their career and if anybody thought Patrick Mahomes was bad at football because he had a few bad games, they don't really pay attention to football. So They don't know ball. I mean, they don't know ball. So the Chiefs <laughs> the Chiefs are definitely one of the favorites. But uh, this is going to be a great game, and I can't wait to watch it. It all depends on how the Bengals come out and play because yeah. they're real streaky. I mean, they're a very young team, mm-hmm. and so I think that has a lot to do with it. They don't have a lot of veteran presence in the locker room and that and they even have a young head coach so like there's not a lot of just experience there to just keep them consistent every week so they can come out and they could be any team any week but then they can come out and just lose to anybody every week and just lay a complete Uh egg It just Uh it look yeah and it just looks disgusting and you don't know what happened Uh but they Uh have the players to just compete with anybody i mean their offense compared to the chiefs offense you got Burrow, you have Mixon, you have Jamar Chase, you have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. I mean, Higgins, the, Higgins popped off last week. Higgins, is, Higgins, Higgins oh. is a beast. And then, I mean, honestly, the weapons on their offense are just as good as the Chiefs offense. So I'm not saying Joe Burrow's as good of a quarterback as Patrick Mahomes right now. But no. his, his weapons are... Just as good as Patrick Mahomes weapons and probably in the running game better. So mm-hmm. This game could go either way but the Chiefs definitely have kind of cemented themselves as one of those favorites to win the AFC again and uh, I'm just really excited for this game. I can't wait to see it especially as an LSU fan I, I mean, I'm honestly obviously rooting for the Bengals because yeah. Jamar Chase and what about, what Diabera, about, uh, but... what about Clyde and I mean, I love Clyde, especially coming wow. out of LSU. I, I'm
4: texting him right now. I'm, tell, I'm telling.
0: <laughs>
2: no, I mean, he, he's injured, isn't he? He is questionable. He's, yes. Yeah, he's questionable. Also, he did get a the, also, Was a leg injury, I think. Backup. backup up Daryl Williams. I don't know if y'all knew this. Is also, also from LSU. LSU. That's so, right.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm telling. I'm
2: telling Daryl. He's, tellin like, he's looking pretty damn good. <laughs> hey, Daryl. Daryl's my dude. I like Daryl yeah. coming out of out of college because he was always a guy that like. He, he was always the the backup running back, and he, he just put in the work. And whenever he got his chance, he'd, he'd get a decent amount of yards. He got his chance in the NFL. Anytime he gets his chance, he, he does well. He's not obviously like a every week starter in the NFL, but he's a very high-end backup running back, and I, I love the guy. And mm-hmm. I also like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I just feel like they don't use him in the passing game like they should because he's – he runs pretty good routes. He's got great yeah. hands. Yeah. And it's just a whole, like, Josh Jacobs situation. Like, you bring him in, and Pat Mahomes wanted Clyde Edwards to lair because he could catch the ball out the backfield. But what do you do? You throw the ball more to your running backs. When he's out of the game, you give the damn ball to Derek Gore, throwing it to him out of the backfield, throwing it to Daryl Williams out of the backfield. But when Clyde's in the game, you don't give him the damn ball! Just throwing the ball. I'm sorry. It's very irritating. <laughs> but, uh, I mean... I, I still just Joe Burrow he, even though he was only at LSU for two years he he's a fucking legend at LSU oh, yeah. he he just was so good and mm-hmm. he's just I a, mean he's just a gamer and, like real yeah. and he's yeah. just so tough like he he won the team over because there was a game where he just like he doesn't slide and they had to tell him like please slide oh, like stop. Oh, God. Stop not trying to run people over. You're a quarterback. Yeah. And he, he basically said that he wanted to like win the team over. He was trying to show them like he's gonna do whatever it takes to win the game. So I love that about Joe Burrow. And I'm like I said, still not saying he's better than Patrick Mahomes, but he's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. And he's he's an ascending player. He's so yeah. good. And oh yeah. He's a very good leader with very good mm-hmm. weapons and the Bengals are on the up and up. This this AFC North is uh flip-flopping it's the Steelers look bad the the Ravens are are still really good and the Browns I don't get it like can we be honest
4: I don't understand the Browns because like on paper well, that team should so be good. really good but they're it just
2: should be yeah. one of the best teams in the NFL
4: but they're not
2: Baker but Baker plays through like 5,000 injuries oh dude. always so, like yeah. he's another one of those guys it, he's a, like I'm he's just gonna, gonna
3: play yeah,
2: he's like one of those old school quarterbacks. Cause a lot of the quarterbacks nowadays, they're like, "Oh, I got it. you know, my thumb on my non-throwing hand's hurt, so I'm out for this week." But Baker's like, "Oh, I tore I tore my labrum. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's go. Just and strap me up, coach. Did, I'm in. Were- <laughs> Let me get that torn all right quick, and we be in. Yeah, hit me hit me with some torn all, coach. I'm I'm in. Did you guys ever <laughs> play Blitz the league? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. You know, you Wait, know when your talking- player would get your player would get hurt and you could choose to juice them or not juice them. And they go back in the game and they have a higher chance of injury. That's bigger. He's that's like, Baker. Give, me, give me the damn juice coach. Shoot me up coach. I'm going back in the game. They're like, but you have a, a 70% higher chance of injury. I don't care. Just he's put like, me back in the game. Care. No,
4: he's like, did I ask that? I don't think I did. I asked you to get nah. me back in the game. Get me back in the game coach.
2: Shoot that, me up with the juice. That,
0: not that game was, juice,
2: but that's that like, that so fun. Blitz was great.
0: That, that game was such a bad influence on the youth, honestly.
2: Do yeah. <laughs> yeah. you guys was... remember the X rays popping up
0: and then like just bones just, just snapping yeah. in the X ray? I I'm remember like, oh. the uh, from the trailer and Lawrence Taylor was like, "Win at any cost!" and and then they just show like a montage of them just like taking off their helmets, like smacking uh, people and stuff. Well, I wonder. Which more miles than football games, huh. man. Shout out to NFL Blitz and uh, shout out to Blitz League and NFL Blitz. Two spectacular PlayStation Two games. Uh, highly advise yeah. you guys checking them out. But anyways, um, yeah, you, you guys hit some great points with Joe Burrow, um, Coach Craig. Uh, uh, what do you think about uh, um, uh, you know honestly in this game um, with this, this this Bengals team with this Chiefs team in terms of like them turning a corner and being that uh, contender that uh, many people foresaw them in the preseason.
1: I mean, like, when we were talking back about the Chiefs defense for a little bit, too, like, we see this out of them every year. They just kind of start out really slow, and then they kind of figure out what they want to do with Mm -hmm. the players they got. Uh, Obviously, the biggest thing for them right now is the cornerback opposite of Ward, who sometimes it's Rashad Fenn, sometimes it's Mike Hughes, sometimes it's even been DeAndre Baker, but... That's always been that's kind of like their weakness right now. The linebackers were kind of their weakness earlier on in the year. They kind of played better. Willie Gay, like him being in there being athletic has kind of helped although he can't he has like no coverage instincts at all, but he's just <laughs> athletic and finds his way around the ball sometimes. Uh but like their defense really improved. They moved Chris Jones back inside that made a big difference as well, especially like in terms of pass rush. And it's just really been working as of late obviously the chiefs kind of on offense have figured out too in this game especially like with the Bengals, the Bengals defense they've been very very hit or miss this year some weeks they're really good and other weeks you get that jets week where they just can't tackle anybody to save their life so and the biggest thing you know if travis kelsey does end up playing in this game i'm not sure if he's been activated yet or not off the top of my head but I don't know who on this Bengals team is going to cover Travis Kelsey. I don't think anybody on their team is capable of doing that. And then obviously they've had Logan Wilson out for three weeks now. So we'll see if he comes back on defense or not. Obviously, Jermaine Pratt's had an honorable effort replacing him. And then some of the other guys that came in as well, Joe Bacci or Marcus Bailey last week. They've been all right, but it's still not Logan Wilson who's really taken that big step up in year two.
0: Yeah, that's it's a great point especially with the costly loss of Logan Wilson. It's going to be interesting to see how uh you know if he's if when, when he's ultimately able to get healthy. Um but for the, for the ra- Ravens on the other side, I mean uh, uh, or for, for the excuse me for the Bengals, excuse me. Um uh when, when we're looking at them, uh, you know, how comfortable are they honestly looking in the rearview mirror as the team to be the favorite to come out of the AFC North?
2: They have to be pretty comfortable they got a two they beat the ravens twice handily not and, just handily
4: uh, like with a a, a <laughs> yeah. ruler is what they did like they just.
2: they they beat them with their belt they took it off they said just get over here bo and then they they made it happen come on bo get them on my so,
3: knee
2: get over here bo i got you so then i mean would they put up 41 points each time on them yep Hung um, 41 times both <laughs> times so yeah. They, they got to feel pretty good about it. I mean, there's only two games left in the season. They have to lose two, and the Ravens have to win both of their games. It's a flip-flop. So, I mean, going into this game, it's not even a must-win game. I mean, it's a big game, and it would really cement them as, like, a true contender in the, in the uh, AFC. So, it's huge for them to win this week. But also, if they don't win, like, it's not even a big deal. So, they have to feel great about where they're at right now. And even just, like, where they've come from last year. Like, you're in the playoffs. You have to feel great even if you lose both games and the Ravens win both games and you just get in on a wild card, possibly. I mean, just the the trajectory that they're on. Like, the Bengals are in very good hands right now. And I didn't even think Zach Taylor was a very good coach last year.
4: Yeah, you know, the biggest thing that I'm kind of looking at is... Hopefully, this is what I'm hoping their mentality is, and this is kind of the vibe that I get from Joe Burrow, is that while they're probably comfortable right now in leading their division, I still think that they're hungry to go out there and really cement themselves as not just winning their division, but as one of the best teams in the AFC. And that's really what, you know... That's the vibe I get. That's the feeling I get from Joe Burrow just as a guy, as a player. That's the type of, of situation that I, I feel like he's trying to put his locker room in. Because you guys are right. This is a really young team. This is a team that is truly lacking in experience. I mean, Joe Burrow himself, I mean, what has he played like in his career? Like, maybe a full season's worth, if that. Like, he missed the majority of last year, so to see him in a way, take a step forward this season has been even more impressive to me. And I'll be honest, like like you guys were saying, Kansas City's secondary is thin. They do not have a lot of depth back there. And the Bengals have the exact opposite of that when it comes to their receiving core. So, I mean, look, the Chiefs secondary might have themselves a, a long day ahead of them uh this weekend trying to keep up with you know not just three but you know four or five different guys that burrow can get the ball to um but i think they're comfortable in leading their division right now but i don't necessarily know if they're happy to be where they're at just yet
0: what about you coach craig uh uh, what do you how comfortable do you think the Bengals are right now in the afc north
1: I think they're happy with where they're at at this point in time but I think they're still they still kind of have that underdog mentality because everybody's just like count them out, you know, it's like hey, these guys aren't for real or whatever but you know as much as everybody spoke about that offensive line and how bad they were going to be coming in the year, you know, Jonah Williams, obviously a great young player, Riley Reef played well before he went on IR, Quinn Span got back to being the Quinn Span yeah. of a couple of years ago he's where he's good. actually playing pretty well trey hopkins the center he's he's just the definition of an average center in the nfl at this point in time that's what he's been his whole career and then Mm -hmm. when they actually got akima deneje back at guard he's actually played really well shout out to him he went to kansas obviously i'm not Mm -hmm. kansas football fan but i'm kansas (laughs) basketball fan so i still shout out to him but he came back off ir and he's actually played pretty well he he obviously kicked jackson Carmen to the curb because jackson Mm -hmm. Carmen's just He's not that good, but that's a whole nother story for a different day. But I think, you know, they kind of have that underdog mentality still, too. And I think, you know, we're kind of seeing it. I never thought Zach Taylor was a bad coach by any means. Obviously, he's going to be on the hot seat this year. But like their team overall, it's been getting better. It's just whether or not Uh you can get that consistency out of that defense week to week. That's just uh-huh. been their biggest issue. I know you got, and I even know, like you talked about the wide receiver depth. They have a lot of depth at cornerback now that they build up throughout the year because Trey Waynes was not playing at one point in time. He's back now. They got a woozy who's been hit or mess. You know, he, pretty much the story of his whole career. Eli Apple's been slightly better than he's been most of his career. And then, you know, Mike hilton has been pretty good at slot corner. They do. They picked up Trey Flowers, who was terrible with Seattle, but it's still depth. It's better than most people have at depth. They had picked up Vernon Hargraves from the Houston Texans, too. So they have a ton of depth in that position at the very least. Uh, special teams has actually been pretty good for them, too, as well. Shout out to, you know, Evan McPherson. He's been a really, really good rookie kicker. Yeah.
0: It, you know this this game is 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 going to be uh, uh, an interesting one, honestly, for me because I don't know if I'm necessarily so comfortable with uh, uh, the Chiefs going away with this one because it, despite the fact that they've just played so spectacularly well, um, yeah, I know. It, 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 like Not honestly, bad. I loved how the Bengals came out, even with and there were some lapses too, even offensively. I mean, you saw I mean, Josh Johnson looked like halfway decent uh, for the Ravens last week, which was like, I mean, there was a third guy you know, starting for the Ravens under center. Um, so to, to, to lose, you know, to lose your first two and then have the third guy still somewhat play well, uh, play competently, I mean that, that could be a little alarming for the Bengals defense, but I, you know I, I think if they can find a way to contain probably uh, um, they do need to find a way to contain Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's that's going to be a little worrisome. Like, I mean if Wilson's got to play. Wilson has got to play. Um, you know I think if they have a chance, you know um, but but at the same time, you look at the Chiefs, defense, too. like who's gonna who's gonna count for a T. Higgins or a Jamar Chase? Like maybe they'll play like some sort of bracket coverage with, with involving one Thornhill and like a Legarius Sneed, for instance. I, I, like I'm not sure what their game plan is going into this game, but like there's I mean you got you got the skyscraper and T. Higgins out there. You've got Tyler Boyd, who's, who's a pretty solid third option, and then Jamar Chase is he's he's emerging into an elite talent you know he's slowly but surely he's already like the favorite to win rookie of the year offensively uh um this year uh and so i just think that there's just so much to account for in their receiving game alone and then you got joe mixon who's a dual threat running back out of the backfield so there's just so much to account for for, for this Bengals defense and, even, and i think with that even to ahead. an
4: extent cj uzoma has been really good the last couple of weeks like yeah. legitimately mm-hmm. a very good receiving tight end over the last couple of weeks but you're man you're spot on. You're listing off these names, and I'm just like, oh, jeez, I, I can't even name, I can't even name that many corners or safeties, for the yeah. Chiefs. All I'm saying is, if they end up having to rely on Sorensen, Sorensen's gonna get, yes, Sorensen is going to get absolutely torched.
0: There is a significant worry about that, honestly. Um, and they're kinda I, I think the Bengals. Yeah. I, I With Lamar Jackson still kind of nursing that ankle injury, it sounds like he was kind of limping through practice today, even though he did play. Um, that really just, I mean, it, it, honestly, like the Ravens may be an afterthought at this point in terms of at least getting the divisional crown. Uh, um, So I think the Bengals, yeah, they, they, they've they got to feel pretty comfortable in this one. And I, I just love the momentum they have from their commanding win this last week. Joe Burrow has, it, it, like, he's on fire right now. He really is. Just threw for 30 touchdown passes. This year, uh, um, you know, it, now I'm not going to give him quite as much love as Pro Football Focus is, where they got him the number one dude in the entire league out of all quarterbacks. So, I'd say I mean, pump the brakes. I'm here for, for it, more. but I wouldn't say it.
2: Yeah, I I love yeah. it, but I wouldn't say it myself.
0: I think we're going to see a shootout in this one. I could see this being like 38-35 in this one because of just how formidable both offenses, both offenses are, both uh, uh, how versatile they are too. On top of that. Um, with their skills players, I really think, you know, and, and not to mention slowly, but surely Clyde Edwards layer is getting healthier and healthier. So that's a good sign for them. Um, you know, I, well, I should say that even though he's question, I, I, I don't know why I even just said he's questionable after that, uh, this, this last game, cause he did deal with an injury, um, against the Steelers, but, um, but I, hopefully he comes back. If he's healthy, that, that could be a big difference in this one. Um, but you know it, it, I, I think honestly we could see a shootout in this one it, The defense can play lights out For the Bengals too on top of that They can make some some difference making plays uh, um, I actually shout out to Larry Joby. He's had a pretty decent season this year too In the interior line uh, For, for uh, um, this Bengals defense um, He could be a, a big difference maker in this one too But I, I see this being a 38-35 type of deal for me um, What do you guys have for the score in this one Or what do you guys have in terms of who comes out in this one
2: I'm highly conflicted. I, really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who to pick. So I guess I'll just go bias like George did earlier. I'll just pick the, the Bengals just because I want them to win. But uh, honestly, if, I, if I'm using my brain, I'll probably just go with the Chiefs. Mm. If I'm using my brain. Because it's Patrick Mahomes and they've been there before. So, like, I should go with the Chiefs. But my heart's with the Bengals. So I'll just <laughs> go with them.
0: It's- I don't blame you for choosing Mahomes because he's been light. He's been lights out too the last three weeks, and he's got like eight touchdowns, two hundred and fifty plus yards over the last three weeks. So, yeah, and like Craig
2: you. said, I don't think anybody's going to be able to stop Kelsey. So it's it's going to be a high scoring affair. It's just going to come down to who has the ball last, honestly. So yeah, it could go it could go either way. Mm-hmm. But I guess I mean even though if if I have to if I had to put my money on it, I'm going with the Chiefs if I have to put my money on it.
0: Uh, it, What's the line?
2: What is the line, George? So on
4: the road, the Chiefs are a five-point favorite. Give me the Bengals. On the road. Give me the Bengals. And <laughs> just Not as you point. say that, and you're saying, Oh, my brain tells me the Chiefs, but my heart's tell me Bengals. I'm legitimately going with the Bengals. Like I, I straight up am with picking you. the I'm straight up picking the Bengals to win this game. I think Today. I think after last week, Joe Burrow is gonna come out like like the that guy in the locker room and and you guys all know the uh the the saying about that yeah Uh, yeah oh yeah let's go with uh uh do you remember the uh the hat that he was wearing um uh after winning the uh oh yeah championship (laughs) yeah that's that's gonna be (laughs) after that game and after
2: really showing wink martindale that that he is that guy um well, he he really took it to the uh, the Ravens last week because they were talking about how they weren't gonna really prepare for him like they were prepared for Rodgers because Rodgers is a future Hall of Famer and Joe Burrow isn't that yet and he was like and Joe Burrow's like
4: okay, all right, <laughs> I'm just gonna go. <laughs> how's uh- 41 points on you guys again? It's not even just that he's like, yeah. how's 530 yards feel? I bet yeah, you like just that. just let don't you.
2: me let me light you the hell up.
4: Yeah, it it was sensational this week. uh, I'm going with the Bengals. I feel like uh, my big concern with Kansas City's defense is their secondary, especially their secondary depth. I mean, apart Mm -hmm. from, you know, a couple standout guys, they really do have some holes. And how well Cincinnati's been throwing the ball recently, uh, I'm just more comfortable with uh, how Burrow uh, is playing versus this defense. Um, And that isn't to say anything about – how good they are or how not good they are uh, because they've been exceptional as of late. Uh, Just right now, I feel like uh, I've gotten more uh, riding on Cincinnati.
1: What do you got, Coach Craig? So I think I'm going to pick the Chiefs, and I know this game is really a game of mismatches too because there's nobody that's really going to cover Travis Kelsey. On the Chiefs side, I think, you know, Legere Sneed's going to do pretty well against – Tyler Boyd, I think Ward, he did shadow a little bit last week, so I wouldn't be surprised if he shadows Chase, but I don't think you have. I think with the Bengals, you don't really have to pick which guy to go on either because it's like if you try to shadow one, then you're just going to get the other. So I think Ward's just going to yeah. stick on his left side of the field, and then whoever's on the right side of the field, whether it's Fenn or Mike Hughes or DeAndre Baker, whoever it is, whatever line, whatever wide receivers are lining up on that side of the ball is going to have a field day. It's So earlier on in the year that earlier on in the year, that was where Jamar chase lined up, but lately it's been T Higgins. So I would not be surprised if we see another monster T Higgins game.
2: Are you um, picking the chiefs with, uh, with the spread? Are you just picking them straight up?
1: I'll just pick them straight up because like this game could go a lot of ways. I think it's going to be a letdown game kind of for the Bengals defense though. Overall, I think there's going to be some things that are going to be a little bit exposed, you know, and, you know bringing Andy Reid in he's going to try to figure out what to do against that defense too and you know the time they really struggled was against after the catch against the Jets and then you got guys like Travis Kelsey Tyreek Hill heck even Byron Pringle slipping tackles at this point in time so that could be you know a bad formula for them overall
0: yeah I think the key thing again for me if Logan Wilson plays you know that's if if he doesn't I think it's the Chiefs ball game but if he does it, it could make it interesting you know so let's get into the final game. We've got to preview. We've got the Cardinals and the Cowboys. I think this may be the the matchup of matchups this week. This is so big. I think for the Cardinals in particular, the Cowboys. I mean, it's an afterthought. Anyone after them in the NFC uh, NFC uh, uh, um, East? I mean, there's just it's the NFC least once again with the Cowboys being the crown this year. Uh, 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 you know, so I have to say, you know, let's start with them. You know, America's team, if if we want to call them that. Uh, um, this was arguably the most complete game they played against Washington. It was, it, everything was clicking, everything was firing in all cylinders, whether it was the offense, defense, special teams even had their cake. Um, I, I gotta ask, how likely have they kind of lit a fire under their ass to kind of get themselves going and emerge as that team that's really gonna turn a corner and, and, and play complete, fundamentally sound football?
2: I mean, the offense looks great. Offense looks great. They they got the timing down with the receivers. Dak I mean, we all know Dak's a good quarterback. They just it they seemed off for weeks and they said he took extra time to you know practice like to, to throw with just his receivers and they got their timing down and it really it really showed last week. And then the defense is just phenomenal. I mean, you got you got Diggs who has 11 interceptions on the year. And Micah Parsons, who could be the defensive player of the year, not even just the, the rookie of the year. I mean, the the whole team looks really good. They The Cardinals aren't going to be able to stop the run. The Cowboys have two good running backs with Pollard and Zeke. And you don't like Pollard or you don't like Zeke? Uh,
1: I don't like Pollard's injury.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, he like, still looked pretty good last he's
1: not week. the though. same. Oh, he looked terrible last yeah. week, like compared to himself. Like well, he no. had no explosiveness with it. But, but you would tell but it's bothering. Like you would really tell other, it's bothering him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Compared to himself, yeah, he didn't. He didn't look quite the same. He still looked like a pretty damn good running back, though, last week. Just yeah. not quite as explosive a,
0: as he. Some called. decent runs I saw from the Cowboys. Oh last yeah, you no know, doubt about that. You know.
2: But I mean, they couldn't stop. Craig Reynolds a couple weeks ago so <laughs> there's no damn way they're stopping Zeke and Tony Pollard and yeah. then even if they do like their secondary is not going to stop Gallup, Cooper, Schultz and C.D. Lamb like that's there's just too many weapons on the right. offense and when they're clicking there's just nothing you can do and if the defense is playing like they're and like they're playing like especially last week and the Cardinals are playing like they've been playing the past few games. It, they're gonna really. The Cowboys are really cementing themselves as one of the favorites in the NFC after this game. And I don't know if people still think the Cardinals are really good because I, I mean they yeah they don't starting to not back down to now you know they're, they're mm-hmm. starting to crumble a little bit and a lot of yeah. it's probably because they're missing D-hop. and I mean Kyler Murray spreads yeah. the ball around but he's that guy you can. And he doesn't get the he, the targets funneled to him like he did in Houston. But when you need somebody to make a play, you throw the ball de, to DeAndre Hopkins and he makes a play. And you don't have that anymore. Like, you got Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore is questionable. Uh, you got Connor didn't practice today. Edmonds is even, uh, he was a limited participant in practice today. So, like, wait, you're ro- rolling out Eno Benjamin possibly this weekend. And then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then,
3: I love Eno. I mean,
2: <laughs> I mean, I like Eno, but like it—he's your third-string running back. You're going up against a really good Cowboys defense. You got—I mean, Kurtz, possibly your best receiver right now. Mm-hmm. No, you like AJ Green still more.
1: The I best mean, AJ, wide receiver right now. The best wide receiver right now is Zach Ertz.
2: <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ertz, Ertz. is also questionable, isn't he? Mm-hmm. For
1: this hey, was, he's fine. He's fine. He's been banged up for weeks. He's amazing.
2: Okay. Well, <laughs> he Ersch, I mean, that was, a, that was a hell of a trade they made when Max Williams wow. went down. Because Williams was I, – I was impressed with Williams, Williams this year. Williams was hot. Honestly. Like,
4: Williams he he was, really playing high, playing. He was he hot was at the system.
2: beginning of the season. Honestly, I, I never really thought about Max Williams. And then this he, year, he just kind of popped off, and then he yeah. got injured. And I felt yeah. bad for him because he was really starting to just break out as one of those – really good tight ends in the NFL but he's, now a he's on IR and now he's got Yeah. He's is Ertz weird. on a 1 year deal or is he uh oh, that's how a long good he question. Got on wouldn't... his contract cuz well, I I'd like to know if Williams gets another shot next year cuz if Ertz is still there he's definitely behind Ertz. Hold well, on. Two tight
0: end sets. Do it. You know, he has got so he's got uh two more years after this left on his deal. Oh. sense Oh wait, wait a second. It looks like the other two oh. years are are they, t- are they team options? Yeah.
1: I think so. Uh, This is the last year, or just the last year. This is the last year.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. He's just got
1: some. He's got some deferred dead money on his contract, but that's it.
0: Yeah, it looks like that's what I was about to say. It looks like some deferred money, as opposed to I thought for a second because I saw the years and I was like, oh yeah, they crossed the money, so never mind. Um, But yeah, uh, what about
2: you? Buddha Baker. Buddha Baker didn't practice today either. He is also questionable. Yeah questionable for the game and that's that's a big big hit for that cardinals defense because that guy flies around the field Mm -hmm. he is a monster i love that that. i
4: I love that man and like even hearing him like talk off the field man he's he's so much fun he's just he's just just such a such a fun guy i mean and, and looking at this cowboys team i mean even though they did play a pretty complete game against washington keep in mind it's also washington That defense is
2: normally Mm -hmm. pretty decent, though.
4: Who, Washington's? Yeah, their defense is all right. They've also been, like, shredded this year by injuries. They're also, like, half that defense isn't playing. So there's that you have to kind of keep in mind, Um, namely Chase Young. Um, But Dallas has really looked good over the last, not just week, but last couple of weeks, even though, I'll be honest, it hasn't really been against the best competition Um, I still think, I don't necessarily, I would never, like, this isn't just because I don't like the Cowboys. I don't think they're the best team in the NFC right now. I I don't, and I don't think that they're the team to beat in the NFC, no matter how well they've been playing over the last couple of games. Uh, as much as I love Micah Parsons, that, oh, he's such a, he's so good. Oh man, he's a dog. That's, that's the best way to He's a dog. Uh, there's a dog and to me though for me Trayvon Diggs is a little bit too feast or famine for my liking I understand he's a he's a ball hawk and he's an absolute machine at turnovers I have seen him get torched by absolute scrubs Mm -hmm. like I have seen some nobodies just light him up so when I say feast or famine that's what I mean like it seems like you know the two plays that you look at them. Oh, wow. He just picked that off in, you know, on his own side of the field versus, Oh, he just gave up a 65 yard reception. <laughs> There's no in between. I have not seen a single, Oh, that was just a really uh, good coverage play. Not once have i seen that this season. And I mean, their offense, like you said, their offense is really starting to click. Uh, I do think that their offensive line could still leave some to be desired. Um, in 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 run protection even pass protection at times Mm -hmm. it's been fine Mm -hmm. it's been serviceable for them but it's just their pure talent outside of that i mean you've got three essentially number one wide receivers out there you've got a really good tight end in schultz you've got uh zeke and right now half of pollard uh which i mean
2: half of pollard is better than some people have it running back oh
4: oh yeah definitely i mean but if we're talking like uh, if we're talking a full pollard I, I like pollard more than Zeke if you yeah, a full pollard if we're talking full pollard I like him more than Zeke but that's just me uh I, for me it's Dallas's offense versus this Arizona defense that has been struggling the last like it's while gonna, it could be very bad this week it could be really it bad
2: it could be and, very and bad
4: for the cardinals I mean where is their offense what
2: happened why is everybody dead like, also, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray just has to run around so much because he's constantly under pressure. And mm-hmm. when you're gonna bring Mike, Micah Parsons off the edge at him, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be Lawrence, pressuring him. Oh, no. uh, Demarcus yeah, gonna Lawrence be is
4: questionable.
2: You're gonna be pressuring him yeah. all day, and I mean, I I just don't see a way the Cards come away with this one. Mm.
4: Mm, it would take a lot and right now their roster is not looking like they've got a lot so. nah. <laughs> nah.
0: what about you what about you coach craig uh, what do you think about the cowboys potentially turning a
1: corner yeah so here's the thing about the cowboys they could go out and beat anybody on any given week but they could also go out and pretty much lose to anybody on any given week too like we right saw the, against the broncos earlier this year. and then i mean the biggest thing for them is they need to get like fully healthy i know Pollard's never going to be healthy for the rest of the year. He's got a partial tear in his plantar fasciitis. That's something that does not go away. He's going to need yeah. surgery on it at the end of the year. He's probably going to tear it the it. rest of the way at some point I hate in time.
2: It so much. I hope he doesn't Like, tear There's
1: it. no reason they should have been playing him at all until the playoffs. Like, there's no reason. Like, um, Zeke, Zeke's obviously been dealing with like, his knee sprain. He's been wearing that mm-hmm. knee brace for a couple weeks now, too. So, and then even if you watch like if you watch Amari Cooper play last week. His hamstring's still bothering him. He's not yeah. running like oh, yeah. Amari Cooper should. And I feel like Cooper,
2: like he's always played through injury, and that's mm-hmm. why, like sometimes you'll see him put up like these really gross stat lines, and you're like, what happened? Yeah. And it's just because he played with an ankle injury, he played with a knee injury, he played with a hamstring injury, because mm-hmm. he just he doesn't not play because he wants to be on the field every game.
1: Well, the best uh, with that was when they played the Vikings on was that Sunday or Monday night? I don't remember off the top of my head. And he's literally over there; they're like rolling his hamstring before he goes, and then he'd go in for like one play, play, and they yeah. come back out, and they uh, do that back and forth the whole time. But then Tyron, we gotta get Tyron Smith. They gotta get yeah. Tyron Smith back and healthy too. And that healthy. is Tony Pollard's fault. He ran right over the man's leg when he was running. Uh, like, Damn it, Tony like, How do you do that? To, what? <laughs> but like. Like, if you watch the play that it happened on, like, he just, like, ran straight into his leg and, like, took it out. Like, it's like, yeah, dude, just cut, cut up in the hole and not kill your own <laughs> office alignment. And Tyron Smith's already been dealing with a ton of injuries,
0: too. It's like, throughout his career, throughout the last few years, it's been a reason why, like, some people have kind of not thought of him as the best left tackle in the game, I think, honestly. is because those injuries have really affected his play, so it's just really unfortunate to see that, you
1: know? Yeah, he's still very good, but yeah, he was really healthy this year too. He missed one game, then he came back, and then that happened, and then I don't think he's mm-hmm. played since that. So oh, yeah. if they can get him back, that's a big issue because I mean they've mm-hmm. they've been okay, but they've been playing you know, even playing like Terrence Steele, he's still not a good offensive lineman. Like he's been better this year than he was last year, but still not very good. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and what do we think about this Cardinals team? Like, we kind of hinted at it already. I mean, they've lost three in a row now. They are stumbling down. I mean, it's, it's a snowball effect at this point, it feels like, you know, especially, uh, you know, know with the loss of the the, uh, um, the Lions, the, the decisive loss of the Lions. And then on top of that, like we say with the Colts, who were dealing with a number, a plethora of absences on the opposite side of the ball, and they still were able to run over them. Uh, what do you think about this Cardinals team? Have they already peaked at this point? And are they becoming an afterthought at this point uh, to furthermore, uh, you know, as a contender and even in the NFC individually?
2: Yeah, they are. They're at this point. They are. I mean, the, nobody's the defense isn't playing well. The offense isn't clicking. DeAndre Hopkins is out. The, the coaching isn't good they're undisciplined they've committed a ton of penalties in the last game I think it was the season high for them and it just I mean we've seen this from Cliff Kingsbury before and it's why I was hesitant on the uh the Cardinals coming into the year and I thought they weren't going to do anything but I mean he proved me wrong because he coached pretty good for a lot of the season but we've yeah. we've seen it just kind of Crash back down to earth, and we're seeing the same stuff from him where he doesn't adjust. They run the no. same plays, the same things happen, and he just does it over and over again. And also, it doesn't help with the injuries they're dealing with. I mean, that obviously doesn't help, and mm. them not being able to protect Kyler Murray, and he's running around back there, and it just... Poor Kyler Murray, honestly. He's, he's back there just getting crushed, and I hate it for him because he honestly... He, He's so good. And I didn't... I mean, I thought he was going to be good when he came in the NFL, but I didn't think he was going to be as electric as he is. And I... I Just... When you don't have time to throw the ball and you're just running for your life for every play, there's not much you can do. And he's making, great, he's making great throws on the run every once in a while, but half the time he's just having to throw the damn ball away because he's about to get killed like 20 yards in the backfield because he had to Catch the snap in in a shotgun and run straight backwards because somebody came just clean through the line with nobody touching them.
0: It's it's been rough, man. What and about it you? Really uh, has, yeah. What what about you, George? What do you think about this Cardinals team?
4: You know, it, it's really hard to to not say, excuse me, that they peaked. I I don't want to say that they peaked too early, because looking at it from from my perspective, just. It's not even necessarily the amount of injuries that they've sustained over the last couple of weeks. It's the impact of these injuries. It's the fact that it is your number one receiver who's truly a safety blanket and just a, a such a dynamic piece that would make any offense, you know, infinitely better. Uh, you know, guys like Rondale Moore, who we've seen flashes from, has been injured, not playing. Oh, this week he's tweaked, he's banged up, you know. Not playing because he's hurt, you know, whatever it may be, and it, well, I don't know what happened with the coaching because early on in the season, before the season, uh, I was making fun of Cliff Kingsbury, even though he's my I boy, him, uh, he, even though he's my boy, I was hanging out at his house, the whole nine yards. <laughs> you know, I was, oh, I was, I was giving him the business a little bit, uh, and then like they come out so hot and they're playing such good football and now I, I, it's hard to say that they came back down to earth because I think it's clear with a lot of these players that, okay, I could see why this team played well. I can see why they were as good as they were. I mean, James Conner already has 14 touchdowns on the season. He's just been an absolute red zone yeah. machine. He's, he's yeah. been –
2: and he's just been good in general. Yeah, like, he's just been such everybody, a Everybody man. was shitting on him like – all before the season, yeah. and I tried to say like I hated the Steelers' it. offensive line is just not good. It's not it's that not, James Conner isn't good. And I would ob- the Steelers I always are like James Conner.
4: Steelers the, the Steelers' offensive terrible. line
2: is just garbage. And so he, he went to Arizona, everybody's like, Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is a pass-catching back. He's a complimentary yeah. back. He's good at what he does, but he is not a bell cow back. And they put James Conner yeah. in that role, and he really yeah. excelled at it he's injured again like he Mm -hmm. is a lot of the time but he made it through a lot of the season (laughs) and it was it was so much fun to watch and hopefully he comes back this week and obviously everybody roots for James Conner he's a great story you know cancer survivor all these things just a great guy in general so I don't think anybody was rooting against him just everybody thought he wasn't good but he is a good running back in the NFL. You don't have to be extremely athletic to be a good running back in the NFL. You just have to be have good vision. He's he's good at just breaking tackles, just making things happen. And you don't have to be a 4-4 guy to be able to do that. No, I mean, that, that's, Absolutely. that's spot on. And,
4: you know, with this Arizona team, it, it's hard to say that they're an afterthought because i mean they they're still only what one game out of leading their division they're still yeah. a 10 and 5 football team it's not like we're mm-hmm. talking about a team that's like we're not talking about the jags but, mm-hmm.
2: but if george if if i tell you in the playoffs they match up against green bay who wins green bay
4: yeah
2: if i exactly. tell you they match up against uh dallas who wins i'm picking dallas to
4: win this game so why wouldn't i pick them okay. uh, then
2: if i tell you they Fair match no. up against tampa bay who wins
4: Probably Tampa, but you're talking about division leaders right now.
2: Mm. We're not talking about uh, yeah, a, a
4: first-round wild-card team that they're I, yeah, have to playing. Yeah, but I'm just talking
2: about an afterthought to win the Super Bowl. Oh, like if we're talking about yeah, the they, Super,
4: if we're talking the Super Bowl race, then yeah.
2: But thing that's is, how I'm thinking apart, about it. Apart, apart from Super Bowl. like apart from, I don't even think they make it to the shoot, NFC Championship. Okay, game.
4: then here's the. Okay, then here's my actual response. Then to me, Dallas is also an afterthought because I don't think they beat Tampa, and I don't think they beat Green Bay. Simple as that. That's that's but I my think point. They have a
2: chance to do it. They have a puncher's like, chance, and I, I don't like give them Dallas, a good one. I feel yeah. like Dallas has a better chance than Arizona to do that. Yes. Oh sure. Agree Weapons to overcome it. Oh sure. Certainly. And they they can get hot in any game, and that's Dallas. I think not that I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl, but if they did, I'd be like, wow, they just really went on a run. They they were clicking like they they did. At some points during the season, but Arizona, I would be extremely shocked if they even went to the Super Bowl.
4: No, I moment. I agree completely. But those two teams, well, three teams, and I'd say even yeah. four teams. I'd say there are four much better teams in the NFC
2: than Dallas but, right now. And even even if like Philly plays Arizona, like it's gonna be a good game. Like Wait, yeah. Philadelphia, I, yeah, because Philly's. Possibly going to be a wild-card team. And, I mean... Uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Jalen like, Hurts. They, they Hurts has not looked good
4: the last couple weeks. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is a, a good run.
2: quarterback. Man. I'm not saying he's a I bad mean, quarterback. I'm
4: just saying runner. he hasn't
0: looked good. good. runner. I,
4: I'm just saying he hasn't looked good. And I watched that entire he, Giants game, and he, he didn't look great that game. I'll be
0: they, honest. They, they, could, they could help him out with a, little, uh, a few more weapons, but um, he's got some... He's got, some growing pains he's going through right oh, now certainly. i think as a quarterback i'm not you know? even
2: get to even get the eagles to the playoffs though
0: is that would easy. be heroic yeah like I, also, n- the I didn't thing expect is, them to like, be above 500 at this point at all like i gave like a like a 0.1 chance that that would and happen the,
2: and the you thing know? is like for for me to think not not that everybody thinks this but i feel like the way i'm thinking about it for me to think that the eagles could possibly beat the cardinals in the mm-hmm. playoffs. That makes the Cardinals an afterthought for me because yeah. the Eagles are basically an afterthought for me in the playoffs because they might not even make the playoffs. And if they were in the playoffs, I would have to actually think about who I wanted to pick for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll i be honest, I wouldn't. I don't
4: like the Eagles, like, right now. At, I'm not – I'm, not, I'm being serious. Good, yeah, their defense, seven, they're they're defense, defense looks, like, good enough. I mean, but their mm-hmm. offense has been – not very good. I mean, their run game still leaves a lot to be desired. Jalen Hurts has been mm-hmm. okay at best. Devontae Smith's probably their only good receiver right now. Jalen Rager still looks like a Jalen boss. Jalen Rager's <laughs>
2: not good. Jalen Rager's Watkins. No, he's not. He's Lockins yeah. is probably better than Jalen Rager. And like that's saying so, that's
4: saying something <laughs> when they only have essentially a receiver and they gave up their only tight end. Yeah. Greg,
2: Greg Ward. Might <laughs> better than Jalen
0: Rager. Yeah. <laughs>
2: In college, for fuck's yeah. sake. Greg Ward might be oh, better God. at wide receiver yeah. than Jalen Rager, and it sucks because Jalen Rager looked decent coming into the NFL. He's fast. That, That's he all looked, right. He looked all right, and then he came into the NFL, and he's he he's, a he's a just
0: scrub. <laughs> and and he got TCU.
2: <laughs> He got t- 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 before Justin Jefferson. That's shameful behavior.
4: It is.
0: So so George is George is taking the the. The approach me, Both the, these teams the ki-
4: aren't very like aren't <laughs> contenders for the Super Bowl, in my opinion. But you're taking you're taking
0: Dallas in this matchup, correct? Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. And then yeah. Craig, who you got? Which Craig? Craig, who? I'm sorry, Craig Schmucker. Who do you got before we go to Coach oh, Craig?
2: Dallas for sure. Yeah. I got Dallas. i Dallas in this month. Spread yes. don't matter. It's five and and a half. don't it's, even tell me the spread. I don't even care. It's five. Care. It's Dallas I'll take it's Dallas favorite take five Dallas and a half. And you can take whatever points you want away from me. I'll take
0: Dallas. <laughs> I love the confidence. I, I I don't know if that's the liquor confidence or if that's just the
2: shit it, it possibly that. might be. I mean, this is pretty damn good scotch, I'm telling you.
0: There you go, man. And then, Coach Craig, what do you think about this Cardinals team? Have they lost their identity? Are they – you know, is it like that SpongeBob episode where he's just – he hasn't found his identity? Like, Cliff Kingsbury, he's just scrambling about for it, you know? Uh,
1: So, this is what we've seen out of the Cardinals, like, last couple years, too. It's like they start out real good and then just fall apart at the end. And at some point in time, that comes back to your coaching, especially your head coach, because, like, Mm -hmm. if you're losing the ability to get guys – Either in the position to succeed, or you shouldn't even have to get guys fired up at this point. Like, then you're got the record that you do have. And, like, they're all like their offense is not good right now. Like, it's it's, not. Like, if you, if James Conner doesn't play in this game, they're probably going to get slaughtered like they did against the Lions because, like, people don't realize how big a role he has in that offense. And the fun stat about him leads the league in one handed catches this year. Really? Yeah,
0: that makes five. sense. Wow. I'm not too surprised cuz I've seen a fair share of them, but I didn't expect that. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, yeah.
1: that's very yeah, wow. But uh and then but like it's like him and Zach Ertz right now. Christian Kirk every time DeAndre Hopkins is not on the field, Christian Kirk cannot do anything. Like it's just the way it is. Like AJ Green like yeah, you might get a game out of him, you might not. It's just kind of what it is at this point. And just you know, you got Rondo Moore there, but he's banged up. So yeah. Just like, yeah, he might not and play then,
2: this week.
1: Hopefully, 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 hopefully they get Rodney Hudson back for this game. He's been on COVID for two or three weeks at this point in time. And I think I was watching the game and they're just talking about the the guy that was snapping. I think it was Max Garcia for them. He like had three terrible snaps last week. And then they've like this offensive line. The interior's really been beat up.
2: Mm -hmm. Looks bad.
1: For a long time now, Sean. It's like Sean Harlow's been playing and like he's just not like every game you just watch a defensive tackle run him over. It's just not good. Like Josh Jones has been in there like and I was a big guy and Josh Jones coming out of Houston, but he just gets called for like too many holding penalties at this yeah. point in time. So it's, it's just not been as good as you would expect. Mm-hmm. And just all the injuries and everything, too. Then you look on the defensive side, they lost Robert Alford, who, you know, Thank God he was able to get this far in the season because they signed him a three-year deal, and he had two back-to-back season-ending injuries before the start of the regular season the past two years. But now he's on IR. He's done for the year again. So they have Antonio Hamilton playing for him now who's just nobody's ever heard of him before this year. So it's just like it's not as good. Marco Wilson had flashes earlier in this year, but he's kind of getting beaten coverage at times too. So it's the defense just ain't quite there at this point in time. And they really relied heavy on blitz pressure from Van Joseph on that defense overall that defense line was uh they were missing a couple guys last week too as well so it's just not been as good as you expect or as good as it was at least earlier on in the year and, and that's not even talking about that guy, uh, and uh
2: exactly. what's that guy at wesley at wide receiver is it antoine wesley the Antoine Wesley. He's, they've, they've yeah, been he's going just, to him a lot and he's just for big, that to be happening man, like it, you really have gone down the depth chart I mean, he look he's 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 done pretty good, and I'm not taking anything away from that guy. He's he's doing the most with with his opportunity, and he he looks pretty damn good. But when that's the guy that you're going to, your offense isn't in the best shape.
0: Mm -hmm. So who do you got coming away with this game, Craig?
1: Coach Uh, Craig. uh, Cowboys. Cowboys win this pretty easy. So Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, like especially if James Conner doesn't play, they just run away with this game. I think, but. Hopefully, James Conner plays. Hopefully, Rodney Hudson's back. Hopefully, some of these other guys are back on defense. Hopefully, it's kind of a competitive game, but I don't think so unless the Cowboys really yeah. lay an egg.
0: I think this could be like a 35-21 type of deal with Dallas coming away with this. I really think it could be that decisive. I mean, we've seen it in the last couple of weeks. I mean, even with the Colts game, you know, they, they, they scored with like 40 seconds to go to make it a one-possession game. So it, it wasn't like the Cardinals had played that much competitive football, you know, going all, you know, unless you go back to the Rams game where they, you know, they lost by a touchdown. I think even if, if memory serves me correctly in that one, too, they 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 scored late in the game to make it a one possession game, too. So just very uncompetitive football, uh, non-competitive football coming from the Cardinals as of lately. It's really been a glaring concern. It falls a lot on Cliff Kingsbury, honestly. I think his his play calling has been a lot less unimaginative, if you ask me. Um, I think the offensive line, too, just they need to bolster that. It's been diminishing in quality over the last few weeks, and in part that's because of absence. But also just it's been a glaring concern, too, for for the Cardinals' uh, um, identity as a whole, too. That they they've never really made them into a formidable bunch yet. I mean, they, like they're, they, you don't take this Cardinals offensive line seriously. You know, to you know, similar to to someone like you know the Cleveland Browns or the Dallas Cowboys, for instance, or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I think that really could bode well for them if they find a way to rectify that. But until then, like. I didn't take even when they were going on the stretch, I did not take them seriously enough to to where I said, oh, the Rams are the Rams are in their uh, rearview mirror. You know, you can forget about them. It's the Cardinals uh, uh, conference to lose. Um, so I think a lot of that has really come down to it. You know, uh, um, the defense, you know, it, it, even has been somewhat glaring too. you know, in terms of how they've lacked uh, uh, an execution in the last couple weeks, notably against the Lions, of course, against the Colts, too. Um so that's really what what stands out to me with the Cardinals but the Cowboys man do I think this could lit a fire light a fire under their ass um I think it could but the only way it happens really is if they get that ground game going you know they they've got to play complementary football uh, offensively to echo the 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 spectacular play that we saw um from from the passing attack this pack week past week where i mean they, they were just on fire you know i mean was it like gallup had 80 yards cooper had 80, 80 yards uh um and then i'm trying or i'm sorry it wasn't gallup but it was uh um it was schultz yeah dalton schultz uh uh turner too by the way malik turner had a nice game last week and well, uh and amari cooper each had 80 yards coming out of nowhere I, I I know I, I like his speed, man. He's got some. He's got some wheels on that. On on, Was you he know, in on Green himself. Bay? Was he in Green Bay at some
2: point?
1: I'm trying to he remember. was in spring, or he was not spring training. He was in preseason with them at one point in time. Okay, but he—I think he was the one that played in the CFL too for a little while. But
2: yeah, he, he, he was in the CFL, and I think Green Bay picked him up, and now he's in Dallas. Yeah,
1: and then I think he was with Seattle for a little while too. But he had the, like the one catch—the guy missed the first tackle, then like seven other guys missed the tackles. He got like a sixty-seven-yard play out of it. So. <laughs> I,
0: I thought I don't know, but he's fast though, man. He's very shifty. I like his. It, it, he's got some wheels on him though. Like I think I'd like to see them potentially try it. there. Yeah, I mean they, they they've got some Ded- athletes, you
2: know. Cedric Wilson's even looked
0: good at times. Yeah, I he. I mean he's not like look like when you think about it, like we're talking about Gallup, you know, uh, Amari mm-hmm. Cooper and C.D. Lamb. They have a three-headed monster in the receiving yeah. So <laughs> so many mouths to feed on top of Schultz too in the tight end spot. So it's yeah. like, I like them complimentary. You know, I think oh, they're yeah. good compliments if you can feature them and it could really just throw a defense off their rhythm, you know? So I, I would like to see that, honestly. Um, that, you know, you, you, that's something that's really big that stands out to me. Tyron Smith staying healthy, of course, too. Um, and then defensively, uh, um, I, I don't think their secondary has been too bad. You know, I, I obviously. Uh, 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 um Diggs has been phenomenal as a ballhawk hawk this year. I would love to see him break Dick Knight Train Lane's record, but he's got three more picks to go in two more games. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um cool. but, but it, it, who knows? What if he just yeah, what if he just has like an Antonio Cromartie day against Kyler Murray, just reels in five picks in one game, you know? That would be uh, right. uh sensational. But um I don't know if that's gonna happen. I would love to see it just for history's sake. Um and even Anthony Brown I don't think has been too shabby this year, too. Uh, um, but, you know, the one that, again, if you can, they're going to have their hands full accounting for the one-two pass rushing tandem into Marcus Lawrence and, and, and Micah Parsons, man. That's just going to be, it, it's just, I mean, if, if Lawrence is healthy this week, but uh, um, it, the, Micah Parsons is just on. Un- Unreal, man. I I wonder what his identity is going to be moving forward in his career, because, you know, he could be dictating for some pass rusher type money, which you'll make a lot more as a pass rusher than if you're as a, you know, more of a, uh, you know, an interior linebacker that's that's really focusing on, uh, um, you know, stopping the run more so. Um, But he can do everything. I would love to see him like stay where he's at to where he's just that jack of all trades type of linebacker. But it's really going to be interesting. Interesting how he kind of uh, um, establishes his more and establishes his identity from here on out. And I but, just
2: I love how humble he is too. Because who humble, are they comparing yeah. to? Uh, LT, I think. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, I mean, he's a Pro Bowler, and he has he he listed off like how many sacks he's had, and he's like, I mm-hmm. have so many sacks before I even get to that. So to be compared to him, it's great, but I don't I know, know if it's warranted yet because I'm so early in my career. And mm-hmm. he's like, I want to be." compared to him but also like i don't know if that's who i need to be compared to at this moment in time i'm like this dude right here you're one of the best rookies i've ever seen and you're just like yeah "Yeah, i mean i'm good but maybe i'm not lt good
0: it's a it's a year for the ages man i mean this guy is just been he's vying for defensive player of the year i don't think he's probably going to get it i think there's a darius leonard that comes to mind a tj watt that comes to mind maybe that i would potentially put uh, above him but it's very very close i think he's he's really nipping at their heels right now and i love that they also compare him to lawrence taylor by the way because uh, uh you know lawrence taylor was a special pass rusher but he could do so many damn things it was unreal and that's why people consider him maybe the greatest defender of all time but the only way the cardinals come away with this one i think is if they find a way to get if, if rondale moore is healthy get him involved or, or Zach Ertz has got to just put the team on his back in the passing game um, because they, they they really need a lot from him, um, you know. It's just it's just been a a, a rough one uh, uh, for for the Cardinals to say the least in, in recent weeks offensively. Um, but that'll pretty much do it for us here on this podcast. I want to thank you guys all for tuning in. We went for a long one in this one again, kind of similar to the first time we had Coach Craig on this one. But uh had a, a ton of uh, fun nonetheless uh, having you on, Coach Craig. Thank you so much for being on here. Would you like to plug in your social media, uh, um, your your YouTube channel too, uh, before we go?
1: Yeah, so I I tell everybody, like, when I go on something, it usually goes long. I think I've gone on one podcast that hasn't gone long. (laughs) But but, it's uh, like talking to you, (laughs) Craig. Yeah. I just just like rambling about useless stuff. So (laughs) It's somewhat – it's things that I am interested in, but probably the casual person isn't, so – you know,
2: No, I love, I loved right this conversation.
0: We're stuff. the same way too, so we don't we don't blame you one bit, man. No yeah, way. We
2: talk we yeah. talk about a lot of things that yeah. <laughs> most people probably don't care about.
1: <laughs> don't you almost got me started on that Cedric Wilson thing too? Like he should just <laughs> like, he's he's okay, but like he should like Kellen Moore plays a more than he should actually play him, and I think it's just because they both for, went to Boise State. <laughs> like that's yeah. my theory on that. But that's yeah. a whole other story for a different day. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Coach Craig Sport. There's no S at the end because it doesn't fit, character limits and all that stuff. On YouTube at Coach Craig Sports, on Patreon, patreon.com slash Coach Craig Sports as well. Do a little bit of everything at this point in time. Right now, still got a little bit of fantasy football going on, so doing some of that content. NFL DFS, I do daily NBA DFS videos as well, so if you're into that at all, Maybe you're listening to a football podcast. I don't know why, but uh, you <laughs> could be into multiple sports by me. And then uh, obviously on the Patreon, we got the snap count spreadsheet, the matchup based on where people line up, all that stuff. Some of that stuff I talked a little bit about tonight, especially Mike Gusecki, not a tight end, but, uh, you know, some of that, I don't even know. There's like, I feel like I have other things going on too, but I don't even you know. Got, you got
2: uh, all the uh, draft prospects too, like with all their. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Doing really that getting on, by the way, for getting
0: that wide receiver money, but we'll see what, what the arbitrator ultimately rules, you know?
1: And well, I, and I heard that's somebody. if he even gets franchise tagged. I don't think yeah. they're actually going to franchise tag him either way, but if it does and they don't get it, that and, it's, and I don't know if I talked with you guys about this the last time or not, but it's going to be really interesting this offseason because we have so many of those like primarily slot tight ends entering free agency now. So you have a Mike Kosicki potentially. You have an Evan Ingram. Guys like that, where they – Play a lot more in the slot. It's going to be very interesting to see how NFL teams value them, especially with like these influx of slot wide receivers, too, because you're kind of conflicted there. Do you want to play that slot tight end? Do you want to play that slot wide receiver? How much do you actually value these slot tight ends because they're not inline blocking as much? And, you know, at the same time, we're talking about guys like Evan Ingram and Mike Gesicki. They're not the, you know, the elite tight ends at this point either. They're not. And I think for both of them, we kind of expected them to kind of be a little bit higher up by this point in time than they actually turned out to be as well. No offense to either one of those two, but it's just going to be something interesting to see how, especially this offseason in general, for a lot of different players, a lot of different positions, especially with the salary cap most likely going back up, new TV deals, all that type of stuff. After last year, where we kind of snagged it, maybe even went down a little bit, all these teams really restructuring all these deals and stuff too it's going to be very interesting to see how everything shakes out i know last year too uh yeah. craig i was writing those articles just about like teams yeah. uh like who they should cut for dead not even dead cap but save cap money and stuff like that too so i think there's going to be a lot of interesting ways that every team goes about things this off season, really but uh obviously the like you said the draft prospects once again too um Definitely gonna be interested to see some of that. Try to break down some of these guys too. Cause I think there's a lot of interesting prospects in this year's class. It's not like when you go to the top five, you're not like, Oh, there's yeah. this guy I have to have it's to have. Deep, but there's, a, like, lot there's of, a lot of yeah. There's a lot, a lot of depth to this class mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Especially at certain positions, <laughs> especially like edge <laughs> rusher. This year is really interesting too. And like last year, there was like no edge rushers or very minimal. And we've seen that kind of play out, but heck, some of them some of them are doing all right still. Yeah. But Matt Corral yeah, QB one.
2: Yeah. I mean, probably come to probably the Steelers. Of, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that have Matt Corral at QB one. Oh, yeah. And it, it's a it's a iffy quarterback class too. So, and I don't know where the first quarterback gets taken. I feel like it's going to be in the double digit uh, picks. Oh yeah,
4: I agree. Yeah. Possibly.
0: I, I hope oh, wow. Corral gets taken uh, taken first though, and as far as the quarterbacks. I think he's the most talented quarterback out of all of them, personally, but yeah. You know. mm,
1: yeah, and I haven't broken all of them down yet, but I think Corral and Sam Howell should be like the top two. It's
2: Sam Howell's up there with them, yeah. Yeah,
1: Howell's up there, like, yeah.
2: Howell will look
4: like he's trash had like this, this re- year.
2: Well,
1: he I wouldn't he say had trash, nobody, but he play with nobody, nobody too. He so. he didn't, he didn't, oh he yeah, he's not playing like, he didn't take the next step. You know? He's
4: not playing with anybody no doubt about that i was about to say
0: it's pushdowns, pushdowns, pushdowns pushdowns is
1: nice you know but it's just i, I don't know like the their, the way their team ended up this year was just so weird like oh, yeah it was like oh he's going to run the ball like double digit times a game for some reason it's like why yeah did you <laughs> so see that like, so
4: so strange
1: did you see that
0: quote from uh, mac brown uh, uh um uh talking about um um uh, when, he, when they were talking about the preview in the Duke's Mayo Bowl between Gamecocks and and, 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 and Shane Beamers, like, yeah, I mean, I hate Mayo. It's disgusting, but if you want to douse me with a bath of it just to get the win, I'll do it. And then Matt <laughs> like, if you want to smack <laughs> my face with a fucking fight, pan I'll do it to get the W. Which is mean, great. Like, it's, I don't know why. It's, it just, such, <laughs> it's such a
4: good audio clip. That yeah. bite is so
0: good. Oh, that's oh. so great, but... Anyways, uh, that'll do it for us here on this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, once again, give a shout out to our sponsor, Simple. Great way to get involved in uh, uh, um, si- simulating this, investing in the stock market by managing teams like you're managing stocks. Uh, uh, head on over to uh, uh, Symbol now and use the promo code OTH and get a $10 deposit bonus for deposits of $25 or greater. Uh, once again, thank you so much, Coach Craig, for being on here. We really appreciate it, man. A lot of fun, um, man. Yeah. That was always was great. Do- on. Absolutely. That'll do it for us here. Uh, take care, guys, and we'll see you next week. Later. Peace.
4: All right, the stream is All right, over. Yeah, yeah.